Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Yeah, man. Welcome. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, this is cool. Dude, that's a yeah. badass background. What? Explain what yeah. you got going on back here. Oh, so that's the Spanish flag back there. Okay. It's a Texas flag. I was stationed in Spain for like four years. Well, no just, just shy of four years. Yeah. And before oh, I came yeah. here back home to Texas, I was in Spain. Oh, okay. So, yeah, these things were everywhere. And then the bull. It's even better because uh, you they make sure to have the balls on the bull, and I love it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Huh. The first thing we noticed, we're like, oh, that bull's got balls. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Hell even yeah, the, that's like, cool as shit. Signs, yeah, even the big signs off in the distance, uh, like the, the big um, bodegas, like the wineries, they'll have these oh, big-ass yeah. signs on like the hill, and it's a yeah. bull with this big old nut, so you're like, all right, that's cool. What up? <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they wanted to be accurate, you know? Oh, I know. I, I dig it. I can dig it. Mm. It, it was funny that we laughed. We we're like, all right, that's kind of cool. That's cool, man. I never knew anyone that was in, uh, that was stationed in Spain. You know, I was in, uh, Japan yeah. and I had some buddies that were in like Hawaii, um, yeah. the Philippines, you know, did like a, <laughs> a West pack or whatever they call it. East pack, I think. Yeah. Yep. Ships, West pack. You know? yeah. yeah. So how long were yeah. you in? I'm still in. I'm actually retired about five months, six months. Oh, shit. Yeah, the I'm National almost Guard. done. No, I'm in the Navy. In the Navy, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, were in. Yeah. yeah. Which I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. Yeah, buddy. We're uh, we're sister uh, companies. You know? I know, right? <laughs> well, apparently you're the men's department is what I always hear, but hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> My dad was Navy, so. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah. What are you doing in the Navy? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I never knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said, uh, he was in the Navy and then he was in the uh, Korean war and oh, shit. Okay. He didn't talk about it. So fair enough. <laughs> fair I, enough. I don't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, we didn't, you know, I, by the time I was old enough to even ask questions or whatever, mm-hmm. like teenager and stuff, I was rebelling. And so him and I did not get along at all. I know. I know that face. And I got kicked out of my house when I was 17. Oh shit! I came back just in time to uh, graduate high school and 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 go to boot camp, and okay. uh, we we didn't talk very much. Now, I will say I didn't know how he was going to be when, uh, at, you know, at boot camp because he, you know, yeah. my parents came to graduation uh, at Paris Island, and uh, and he was dude, he was teared up, he was all like super like proud, all that shit was gone. Oh, I bet yeah, yeah everything everything that happened in the past is done. Yes. Yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad was Navy. I, I remember the rebellion phase. I, I, so I was like, I'm not joining the military. Fuck that. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw comic books, man. And I'm gonna be a punk rocker my whole life. Yeah, Hell no, they yeah. didn't last. I was 25, and uh, 9/11 happened, so I, I joined. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Dude, there's so many people I've talked with that, uh, that that's what pushed them in the military. You know. Yeah, I was just looking at it, and I was like, man, I can't, in good conscience, not join. I'm a military-age male. I'm in decent health. I mean, I'm a thick boy, but I've been a thick boy my whole career, so. (laughs) 
yeah. like running. So. <laughs> All right. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. I was in Japan, uh, too. Oh, okay. Where at? Uh, Yokosuka. Oh, that's right. You that did. Was... You sent me that message. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like an hour and a half south of Tokyo, 45 minutes yeah. by train. Okay. Nope. A lot of the places Mayday San talks about are, are new to me, but some of them I played at. I was like, okay, I know that. Like, the, the shirt I'm wearing right now? Yeah. Achito, this is a field in Japan. Oh, shit. Shout out Mayday San, bro. You guys chewed some of the same dirt at some of the same fields. We did at one point, but many years before right. he got there. That's cool as shit, though. This field, Achito, man, this place is off the hook. I hope he does a video there someday. Okay. It's like an old uh, warehouse. Um, factory that they converted into an airsoft field and they set it up like a drug lab. It's got like fake piles of coke everywhere. And oh, the who runs sh- it, yeah, the dude who runs it's got like a shaved head. He looks like a cholo. It's hilarious. <laughs> and all, all the uh, all the employees wear either these shirts or like one dude was wearing like a full suit and tie and they have like guns on. They're little gangsters. It's the whole theme of the field. Oh, that's holy shit. Yeah, it's super great. And, uh, me and a uh, me and another American buddy, uh, we went there, and when we got, we, and we drove like an hour and a half, almost two hours to get out to this fucking field, and we got out there, and they were like, yo, EA, no no, no foreigners, man, you can't come in. And we're like, what? And uh, luckily, we had a Japanese buddy with us. He spoke to him, kind of like talked to somebody, he's like, no, they're good, they're good, they're honorable, they're not going to be like hit shrugging dudes. So they let us play, and when we got done that day, the, the owner of the field gave both of us shirts. He's like, oh, you guys were awesome, here you go. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, these Bro. were the employees only. That means a lot. Yeah, I love this shirt, man. I still there was a period where moving from Spain to here, I thought I lost this shirt. I was pretty yeah. upset, and then I found it in the closet. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, okay, cool." Oh my god, that's so fucking cool, man. Yeah, hell yeah, it's legit. I never got to uh, anywhere outside of Okinawa. Like uh, some uh, some of my buddies uh, took leave and went to mainland. Yeah, yeah, like Kyushu. Like, yeah, like Hiroshima, and- Nagasaki area. Yep, and then to, yep. uh, I think somebody went to, is it Fiji Mountain, or what's that big mountain? Fuji, Mount Fuji. Yes, Fuji, yeah, Fuji, Mount Fuji. Fuji-san. That's it. Uh, yeah. Somebody went there, but I never I never took leave and, and went. I was saving up my leave for when I got back, you know? Oh, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm so low on leave right now, I've only got like 20 days, and I should have been saving it, but I'm like, nah, I, I like my leave. I want to do stuff. <laughs> So I'm going to save it You're like the end so for low on me 20 days. I don't know if I ever had 20 days left. The only time I actually had 20 days was, uh, you know, I had 30 days for that year when I was in Japan because I didn't take any. Uh, I wanted to save it for, you know, when we came back because uh, I knew I wanted to, I, you know, go back to uh, see my girlfriend, Excuse who's me. my wife now, yeah. you know. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got married when I was still in and I got oh, out. Okay. I got out in '94, and uh, Damn, that's a hot yeah. minute ago, <laughs> bro. You got out two years before I graduated. <laughs> wow. I went in in '89. Hey, listen, the guy oh, oh I just God. yeah, the guy I just wow. talked to, uh, his podcast comes out tomorrow. He's he lives in California. Okay. He's a jarhead, and Ooh, I go, yeah, okay. yeah, I go, man, you you know, he looks about my age. I said, what? Um, I said I was in '89. Uh, he goes, yeah, I went into eight. I went in in '85 and got out in '89. So I, he was getting wow. out, and I went. You know, okay. I was going in. So, um, but he was a uh, out in Cali. Went to California. Uh, you know, oh, Pendleton guy. Here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's cool, man. I met so many uh, veterans on here. You know that I've had on. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've 
think that's pretty dope. And when I first got into this back in 2005, there wasn't a lot of military guys playing, at least where I was at. And even when I got down to Virginia Beach, there was a few here and there, but uh, not a ton. And then it's just gotten bigger and bigger over the years, which is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's blown up. It, it blows my mind because I'm I got like stupid into this. I was like kind of ridiculous with it, and I mean, as you can tell, I got all the shit back there. Um, yes, but I got really big into kits. That was kind of my thing. Oh, okay. I liked, I've always liked gear. Like my whole life, my dad, when I was a little kid living in Hawaii, my dad used to take me to this Army Navy store. So I'd always buy like bullets and like stupid shit. And then as I grew, I just kept buying like gear here and there. And then when I joined. I was always looking for better stuff. And because the Navy, for uh, what I do, as an MP, they issue us garbage. And so I was always looking for a more comfortable belt, a better holster, that just that piece of kit. And then uh, that kind of bled over to the Airsoft side. When I got into Airsoft, I was always like, man, I want better stuff. And I just kept researching and getting new shit. And then when I got into Combat Arms for the, like, five years I was there, it was... Gear Geek Heaven, and I was just like blown away. Yeah, and it was just oh, it was downhill from there. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Well, it's pretty cool though that you're uh, so you're an MP, um, yeah, for uh, yeah, Master Arms. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool, man. Okay, so you get get too much information. I'm doxing myself. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, but you get to train, um, like how often do they send you the range range and stuff for your is it more than what we do, Um, you know? Because of your job, like we did, uh, we qualified. Was it once a year with the M sixteen? I was in when they were using M sixteen A one or A twos. And um, should always use an A twos when I first came in too. And the Navy yeah. is cheap. Yeah, no so. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, the Air Force I, gets all the good get good shit, bro. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Tell you about the Air Force later. Uh, I did a tour with them. Um, I had an M4 in, in Spain that had a, um, oh, damn, what was the company? General General Hydrocore or some shit? Never heard uh, of it. it was an M16A1 lower from Vietnam. I looked oh at the company God. up because I never heard that. I was like, what is this shit? And I Googled it and I was like, oh, dear Lord, this thing is from Vietnam. Like a legit A1 lower. That's good. Cool yeah, the Navy refurbed it and that was on my M4 that I was issued like every day for work. I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's but cool. It's when kind you're of talking cool about way now. Too. Yeah, it's, but it's not cool when you get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't too bad because it was fully automatic. The Navy's always been with like, we never did the burst shit. They just stuck with fully auto. I guess because a lot of our weapons, uh, they kind of bled down for the SEAL teams. So oh, SEALs shit. always ran auto. So yeah. when they when they broke some shit and were like, we don't want this anymore, it would go back to Crane and then gets refurbed and then out to the fleet. So, Holy like the market, shit. Yeah. That's oh, cool. Yeah, like Mark 18s now, you see those in like 
some security departments occasionally, very rare, but you'll see them on ships and shit. There's the old NSW Mod Zeros with the, with the little crane anchor on them. What? Oh my yeah, god, it's that's crazy. Well, the team guys didn't need them. They didn't need two weapon systems. That's right. why the CQ. That's why the CQBR came out. Because that a lot of people think that stands for close quarters battle rifle, but it actually means close quarters battle receiver. It's just the upper. Oh shit! Yeah, so they would issue We're fucking dropping knowledge bombs here. Y'all pay attention now, okay? <laughs> they, they would issue the kit. They'd give them a fourteen-inch barrel and a ten-inch barrel, and that's how what they would do. So they eventually were like, "We don't need these Mark 18s," so they sent them back to Crane. Oh, that's, that's kind of how that, that was like the inside baseball on some of that, I guess. Yeah. He's going to fact check me and be like, you're wrong, bro. They're going to hit me in the comments. <laughs> it's like, I swear to God. I wish, I wish I would get some comments like that, that you know, where people just like, because I've messed up on here, you know, when I said, said things and like I'm yeah. saying something wrong, whatever. I'm like, I wish somebody would just start hitting the comments like, you know, fact check and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. fun. <laughs> I, Hell yeah. That's something I have to fight sometimes because... That's a quick way to, like... Do you have a tendency to do that? I want to. Like, if I know something, I want to be like, oh, hold on, no, let me help you. But then yeah. I have to stop myself, like, hold on, no, that's probably information you don't want everybody to know, so you can't <laughs> opsec that shit. So I have to be real careful oh, to, find no, right. my urge, to find my urge to share, because I like teaching. I, I did a couple since, like, teaching. Uh, okay. Like, I'm a boat instructor in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, what, do do, what do you do for that? Uh, something called Simbic, uh Shore Installation Management Basic Boat Coxswain. And um, you just teach people how to drive a boat and the basic rules of the road and everything. But oh. you can only do it overseas. You can't do it in the States because in the States it's contracted out. So it kind of sucks. What? Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> so I got a great, Yeah. I got a great call that I always wanted and then... When I got injured and medevaced here to where I'm at now, I was like, well, that's, that's done. Can't do that anymore. Oh, shit. It's still cool while it lasted, because I've been a boat guy most of my career, too. So yeah. I've always been, as the MP, doing boats, and then as a riverine, I did boats. Again, I'm doxing the shit out of myself. You're going like, to start Googling it. Like, I know who this guy is. Yeah, what's a riverine? <clears throat> uh, that was the U.S. Navy's attempt to get into the Guat, like, heavily. Outside of like the SEAL teams and SWIC. And Riverine was um, like infantry. The best way I could describe it, and it was, I used to call it like infantry version of SWIC. No, what is SWIC? Oh, Special Warfare Combat Crewmen guys. The, the SEAL team boats, the guys who drive up the river. Oh. You ever seen um, Active Valor? Yeah. You know, the scene when those boats come up and they start shooting the shit out of everything? Yeah. We, we, we trained to do the same shit. Except the difference was we weren't Spec War. We were just regular ass guys. Oh, we even had the same boats too. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, bro. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was probably the best thing I did in the Navy, hands down. I loved yeah. Air I did the two tours in Iraq doing that. It was it was a blast, man. That is awesome, dude. How, did you yeah. get injured overseas? What was that? Did you get injured overseas? Uh, kind of, but not really. Uh, it all is just kind of a culmination. Of all the years over my boat time, um, I used to hear dudes joke around saying there's no such thing as an old swick because they all get like hurt. And oh, yeah. sure enough, I'm in my 40s and uh, my left hip just got injured over time, just getting beat down on the boat. And then I needed to have a, I had to end up having a full hip replacement. Oh, shit. Yeah, that happened last Damn. year. I can, that's why I can relate to you when you're talking about like 
Yeah, out of nowhere, something just happened. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit. Like, hands, too. You're talking about your hands not being real articulate. I have the same kind of thing. It's They're better now, but I had, like, surgeries on both my hands uh, for, like, massive carpal tunnel that I developed, of all things, using machine guns. So I was like, how does that work? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but what a – I mean, if you're going to get carpal tunnel, bro – that's the fucking way to do it, okay? Like you see, said. most people are like, uh, you know, the older ladies or the guys that work in yeah. offices for, you know, and they're like getting it from using a mouse and shit and keyboard. And you're yeah. like, no, I got it from using a machine gun. And they're like, oh, yep. shit. <laughs> That's what my doctor said. He goes, you got the most masculine carpal tunnel ever. I was like, for real, bro. I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Yes. So. That is cool. Okay. So you've been uh, around, man. You went to Spain. So how, yeah, where, yeah. where did all you go? <clears throat> Uh, to uh, my first duty station was Connecticut, and then within um, about a year of being there, I deployed. Actually, I did an individual armament tour, and I was trying to go overseas. I was trying to go like to Iraq or Afghanistan or some shit. And wouldn't you know it? The moment my IA tour cut pops, one of my number gets pulled. They're like Guantanamo Bay. I was like, fuck. So, oh shit! Yeah, I did the the terrorist camps in Guantanamo Bay for like nine months. Oh shit, bro! One of our guys—that's <laughs> what I've heard. One of the guys that uh, that was in our that was in our schooling, he uh, he got he, he got orders to uh, for for Gitmo, and uh, he never showed up. He never showed up for his orders. We heard <laughs> later on, like he went fucking like legit AWOL. You know what's the uh, AWOL is actually thirty days, right? Like you have yeah. to be gone for thirty days or more, uh, and then the other one is just. UA or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He hey, was you, calling, you, bro. Yeah, you got your UA and then you got AWOL and desertion. And it's like, Chuck Deuces, I'm out. <laughs> oh, like, they're going to send people to find you, okay? You're yeah, going exactly. to fucking Leaven. Uh, what was the, um, is it Leavenworth? Is that Leavenworth. the? Yeah. Yeah. What people don't understand is if you go, like, you go AWOL and you leave, or you desert, that shit gets, you get a warrant put out for your arrest in, like, the national crime system. So you do anything wrong they, and they catch you they pull you over they're gonna pop you and they're gonna oh you're a deserter raj click click and you're <laughs> you're back over what nah man i'm good bro it's like three years later driving down the road talking yep. to your buddies yeah i tried that, that military thing ain't for me you know whatever they didn't want me i was too good you know and then you get pulled over for speeding <laughs> get your ass yep. in the back bitch <laughs> yep we had a dude, so my first duty station, uh, I was a brand new junior master at arms doing my job, and we had this cat get delivered to the main gate. We're like, what the fuck? What do I do with this guy? And it turned out he was a deserter from the base, and he got caught because he was out delivering pizzas in his old utility pants with his name on the back. <laughs> you know those stories they do where the like the what is it the dumbest criminal or the dumbest cry or something like that you yeah. know yeah uh, that, that's what that falls in <laughs> yeah dude we're like really you're wearing your utility pants you you've been deserted for like a year you're, you with got your you name got on it yeah with your name on it. you got pop delivering Domino's pizza good job mm. silly oh my god that's funny yeah, it was fun what was it? oh yeah so I was telling you about Gimmo though I, I did yeah. that tour. Uh, so it was Connecticut, and then I went from there. Uh, while at Gitmo, uh, they said, hey, the Navy was like, we're going to do the Naval Infantry. We're going to make this big thing, and we're going to get guys downrange. And the Marines were like, no, we're the Naval Infantry. You're not going to do that, which is accurate. And then they were like, well, we're going to do the Riverine program, 
and we're going to take it back from the Marine Corps because they had it. They were calling a small craft company. Huh. And when I heard about that, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. And so we had dudes that were down there like, I'm going to go swick. I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a SEAL. And I was like, I'm going to do this Riverine shit. I'm going to go. And I did. I, as soon as the orders popped, I was like, I want to go there. And the orders were like, no, that you, you an E5 billet. And then they popped again for E4. And I got them. So. Oh, shit, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm doing that shit. And these dudes, uh, all these, I ran into a couple of those dudes that were supposedly going to go to Swick or SEAL Team. They were going to yeah. go to Bud's. And I ran into some of them in Virginia Beach like a year or two later. And they were like working the gate. Oh. They're like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to Iraq, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm a Riverine. They're like, no way. I'm like, I swear to God, I did. I went there. Yeah, it wasn't like a secret program like the SEAL, or not secret, but like a program like SEAL Team where you have to go through buds or anything. It was just you get orders and you go. Yeah, and then they train you up. It was, it was a great program, and it's a shame the Navy uh, merged it and then kanked it because it was, it was a good way for regular sailors who wanted to do something a little more exciting right. uh, to get into without having to go to buds or or like uh, Swick right. School. Exactly, it was like Swick. Light. It was really great. Um, uh-huh. All our land warfare was uh, like um, the same land warfare they teach the SEAL team guys in like Buds third yep. third phase. So we learned all that basic same land warfare. Oh, um, yeah, I did. I got to do uh, both sides of the house when I was there. I got to do land warfare and I got to do boats, and it was oh, shit. it was a blast. It was so much fun. I mean, didn't get to do anything with it, but still yeah. got to do it. Still, you got to train on it. Yeah, that's fun. Well, the training that's, was uh... fantastic. It was fantastic training. I, I went through a bunch of infantry training. I went through a bunch of like more little slightly more advanced schooling, like aim out and all this different shit. And it was it was a good time. The mount like I, did, I got to be a machine gunner, which I always wanted to do. So that's yeah, kind of cool. So then what did you guys shoot? The uh, the saw and the uh, was it the two forty Bravo? No, well, we had we had two forties. We had Bravos and Novembers on our boats, but uh, for the land side, we carried Mark forty threes. Oh shit! Yeah. The little baby M60s. I loved that gun. Oh, I've never that shot was... one of those. Yeah. We had the M60s. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. They were like those 60 Echo 3s that want the short barrel and the front grip. Mm. Actually, this guy. Oh, look at this. It was this thing right here. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I got it set up like I had my 43 set up when I was at the squadron. The feet are all yeah. taped up. You know, the grip's all taped up so I can carry it that way instead of a sling. Pigtail so I can pull it when I'm on the ground. Stuff like that. This is basically what I carried at Riveron. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love this thing. It's so stupid fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I went to the Riverine Squadron, and then uh, from there I went to uh, Japan, which I got like a homie hookup to go there because they didn't have a billet for me. But it's... <laughs> And then from there, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, then from there I did, uh, did my tour there. I was there for the big earthquake, <clears throat> the 2011 earthquake. Oh. That was Crazy, yeah, okay. You know, the like the 9.6 it hit Sendai where they had the big tsunami and everything. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I barely remember that. I was I was knee yeah. deep in uh five little kids and working 70 plus hours a week at overtime, and we didn't have cable. I never watched the news, so I, I'm like, there's so many things I don't even know what happened in the world. <laughs> you didn't miss anything <laughs> unless you were there. Um, did that tour, then I came back and then went to New Jersey, and that's where I worked with the Air Force for three years. That's like the only time I did real law enforcement in my entire career. Oh, okay. I did three years with the Joint Base in New Jersey, and that was mm. that was fun. Got to be a watch commander. Got to, or they call it flight chief. Do Air Forcey okay. stuff. Get really cool kit from the Air Force because they didn't 
know what to do with us, so they bought us our shit. And it was like, man, the Navy would never buy us this. This is dope. What? And, yeah, nice ass pla- paraclete like body armor, and it was Holy shit. ridiculous. Yeah, they just threw money at us like crazy. Then I left there, which is Spain. That was okay. where, and then because it was my almost four years, and COVID hit, and it was a lockdown. It was silly. Yeah, but uh, Spain was a good time, man. I I bought a bunch of Spanish gear when I was there. So it's back here. Yeah, it's like a Spanish SEAL team kit. <clears throat> yeah. So what I kind of camo it. is that? So that's uh, called um, Pixelato. It almost looks like multicam Tropic. Oh, not Tropic, Arid, but digitized. Oh, that's it's really cool. Bro. Yeah, I, I I took advantage, full advantage of being out there, and went to oh, every sure. like, Army Navy Target find, bought kit patches. I bought the uniform from the uniform shop on base. I had like a hookup with the dude yeah. that worked, one of the Spanish dudes. It was nice. That's cool so, shit. Uh, the yeah. the um, there's so many people in airsoft that are big into camos, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the guys, I think I I think it's only been one person I've talked to that's uh, actually from Spain. And that was uh, okay. call sign legionnaire. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, I don't like know him personally, personally, but I know of him because I right. was out there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a okay. field in Spain. It's called a Ciudad de Airsoft, like Airsoft City. That shit was dope. So it was an old like it was up in the mountains, and it was like an old mining town, I think, at one point. Then they closed it down, and it turned into a film set for like a Spanish soap opera. Oh shit! So they had like a bunch of like faux buildings, like a fake town square, and then they eventually, I guess, quit filming out there. So somebody bought it and turned it into an airsoft field. Mm. It was pretty rad. I, like I have pictures, <laughs> cool. pictures of me and my Aussie kit at that field on my Instagram, and walking down the street, and it's like it looks like a little Spanish town. It's super cool. It was a fun field. I'm sure. Yeah, I had uh, a blast playing there. Your, I think I've got your Instagram pulled up. Um, it's, it's a ways down, but I'm yeah. like leaning up against a wall in my Aussie stuff, my Auscam and shit. And I've I got I was... your uh, YouTube channel pulled up too. Oh, nice. The yeah, YouTube was, was weird. I got into YouTube because my wife told me, "Why are you? Why aren't you sharing your thoughts on all this kit with the world? You're always helping people find stuff, build stuff, set kits up." And I was like. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be in front of a camera. <laughs> oh, good for her, though. Yeah. yeah. She pushed me into it. She's like, do it. Do it. And uh, That's awesome. Like, this is weird. I'm not used to being in front of the camera. I'm used to just my, my hands being in front of the camera. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was going to say. All my viewers are getting a face reveal on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because when I was scrolling through your uh, your videos on your YouTube channel, yeah. I'm looking and I'm scrolling down, click one. I scroll down, click one. Like all these different views, and it's always the top down with your hands, you know, going through the yeah, just the know, gear. No, yeah, the well, normal kind of. Yeah. And then you have some pictures on your Instagram that anytime there's uh, pictures of you and your guys, it's uh, the face blocked out and everything. So I honestly didn't know what to expect. I uh, okay, so I don't do anything cool, guy, enough to like really warrant hiding my face per se, but I like to keep my, I like at the time I liked keeping my airsofting and my real world life totally separate. Yeah. Cause when I was in Japan, wasn't quite hundred percent kosher for us to go out and play as oh. it was a great area. So it was easier to 
um, just edit our faces out if we were if we were going out playing and <clears throat> to use a pseudonym when we because we all needed to organize through Facebook. So I just used my call sign from when I was at the squadron and yeah. just was like, there you go, that'll work. And because all the other guys were doing it, and they're like, hey, probably don't do this because we don't know of the legalities. And I was like. Well, I'm not stopping playing airsoft, so that's a given. <laughs> and like I'll find the name, way. Yeah, the name kind of stuck. So when I got back to the states, people knew who I was, who knew me through Facebook, and they were like, "Oh, you're muddy." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to leave it as is. I'm going to have the how separate get, one." How'd you get that? My name? normal one. It was my call sign when yeah. I was at Squadron. Did just somebody just, the, they just gave it to you? Yeah, one of the instructors we had did. So he was just like, "Hey." Buddy, come here. And I was like, what? Okay. And it, and then from there on, everyone just started calling me that. Oh, that's funny. There's a little more. A little <laughs> At more least it, it wasn't, hey, shithead, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was a little more to it, but uh, I will completely dox myself if I explain exactly how I got it. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's cool. <laughs> I'm trying to like, hide my identity, but at the same time, I'm not trying to be like, hey, this is me. Maybe when I retire. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, you're we'll still see. in. You're still, yeah. You're Again, good. I'm not some cool guy where I got I gotta hide my face. No, but, uh, it's still, good, it's just it's weird. Uh, I don't want people snooping because it's hard to explain to your chain of command why you dress up as an Australian commando on the weekend. <laughs> it's kind of a weird one. Yeah, I mean, at least you're not wearing a thong and a you know. <laughs> you know, weirdly enough, they'd probably be cool with it if I was doing some weird like. That's true. Like creepy shit. They probably, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then I dress it up like a Spanish seal. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah. Don't judge me, man. At least I'm not yeah. out here slinging drugs, okay? Like, I what just, are you, are you, uh, who, are you an Australian spy? What are you, you working, who are you working this, for? <laughs> they wouldn't be weirded out. It's just people, people don't get it. They're like, now it's getting better, but this was all back right. when people were like, what is this airsoft shit you're doing? Yeah. It's for kids. It's toys. Exactly. BBS, like you said. Uh, yes said the exact same thing so many people yeah. have said the exact same thing you know and it's uh yeah. it's really i think uh you know over the last couple of years um it's really been blowing up i think a combination of things you know obviously the the uh bigger youtube channels helped push yep. it you know kicking mustang yep. uh alphonse <laughs> Novrich, you know jet desert fox uh, yeah yep. he's I a mean, navy swamp veteran. sniper oh jet is a navy veteran i didn't know that if i remember correctly he's a cor- he was yeah, a corman yeah. Oh shit! Okay, I know. I know Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris, uh, Swamp Sniper, yeah. Yeah, I know him pretty well. Really? Um, yeah, we. Uh, I used to play in his field before it was a field. Oh, like yeah, yeah. When when Balahack started, it was just like his property. Yeah, he was like, "Come play at my my property," and people were like, "Yeah, cool." It was like ten bucks. You go play, and I've played there until I left for Japan, and then. When I came back, I had to come back for a school uh, while I was in Japan in Virginia Beach. I went and played again. It was blowing up. And then when I was in New Jersey, I used to drive down to play. And just I go, I watched his field go from nothing to what it is now. And it's pretty amazing. Like, oh, he's, that's cool. Yeah, Chris has done so much with that field. And it's ridiculously good. Like, he really pushes. I mean, there was, yeah. there was growing pains and periods where, like, early on, you know, there was always, like, the infighting on airsoft boards and people used to talk shit about Balahack. Well, like, I hate that field. I'm never going. And then <laughs> they would go because it got really good. Like yeah. he put so much effort into that field. So 
It's pretty I mean, amazing. He goes yeah. all out for uh, now. I don't know. The only thing I know is what you know what he posts on Instagram, and you know, yeah. his, uh, you know I saw his YouTube channel, you know, videos way before I even knew because mm-hmm. I never knew anything about airsoft, whatever you know, more than three years ago. So yeah, when yeah. I started. I uh, I saw him and all the big ones, and uh, and I was like, now I follow his Instagram, and mm-hmm. I loved his sniper videos, and then all of a sudden, I honestly I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't watch enough to know that Swamp Sniper was the guy at Ballahack. So when I start following his Instagram, I'm going, yeah. oh, wait, what? Oh, that's Swamp. Like, it was this huge, you know, epiphany, like, holy shit, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird seeing him as Swamp Sniper, too. It, yeah. it really is, because I'm like, wow, you're like a legit fucking like personality in Airsoft now. That's uh-huh. weird as hell. <laughs> it's so creepy, but it's cool. I mean, I'm so happy for him, but it's just strange because I just known him for so long. Like anytime I would go up there, you know, me and the other guys that, used to, that were regulars that used to play there, you know, he'd yeah. see us, he'd be like, "Oh shit, what up?" And then people would be looking like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I'm like, "I am nobody. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I just know him from way back." Erase my face from your memory, okay? <laughs> well, I just, it wasn't anybody. I was. I'm like, I am not yeah. a fancy airsoft person. I'm just some asshole who plays in place out here, right? But it was cool because, like, when I came back from Japan to play, he was like, "Oh fuck, what's airsoft like in Japan?" I was like, "Well, this, this, and this. Yeah, maybe you should try that." I don't was think it, they ever did, but <laughs> was it all uh, indoor fields over there? No. that you played it? No, actually, play I played outdoor? mostly outdoor. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, that's what. So uh, Mayday plays a lot of indoor stuff, and most of those fields didn't exist when I was out there. There was like maybe one. Like I, I see, I see, I see Boba, I see Baba. Some shit like that. In Tokyo, um, it's a really small field in Akihabara, and it's legit. That was not there when I was there. I would have killed for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to play in uh, Seals. Uh, Battle City Battle City Union was, like, the main place I would go to. Uh, Mayday's done some videos there where it's, like, a little urban spot with, like, cars and buses and shit. Uh, okay. um, I used to go to Desert Union. Um, what was the other one? Union Base was another big one. Union Base was a pretty large one. It actually had a pretty decently sized field. Had like this uh, fake chapel or some shit way in the background. Then you had this, um, it was kind of funneled through a little opening. And then they had this big structure that cut the field in half. So whoever got to that structure first was going to make it a hell of a time for the other team. So there was always kind of like a, a fighting point was to get to this big wall. It was like a large wall structure you can go all the way up in and move through. And that's kind of what cut the field in half. It was okay. pretty cool. That sounds good. Cool. Yeah, the Seals was a uh, totally outdoor field. It was mostly just like jungle type shit. I don't know why they called it Seals, but it was cool. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, yeah, I wonder if, uh, yeah, I didn't know, you know, because I didn't leave Okinawa. Okinawa is really um, like jungle, you know. Oh yeah, Look, okay. That was it is crazy jungle, right? So yeah. is uh so some of those places are the same, similar. The the terrain is not as yeah terribly jungle up in uh, Honshu, but it's yeah. still jungly. Okay. Like I played um I played this big event uh, two years I was there called um, Heart Rock, and it was the closest thing I had seen to a milsim while out there. Now they've got milsim far east, but Heart Rock was like. It was really weird. So you had, like, I was kind of like a pseudo guest, I guess, because I knew one of the dudes who ran Combat Magazine, and he was helping run the, the game. So he was like, oh, I want you to come out. 
Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be so cool. And then I got there and they made a big deal that I was, cause I was in the military. And I was like, this is strange. It was the closest I've come to being a quote unquote airsoft celebrity was going to those hard rock events. Cause everyone was like, Oh shit. You're a fucking Navy guy. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's cool. You're a Iraq veteran. Yeah. Is that oh, cool? Or... And they would just lose their shit. They thought it was the uh-huh. coolest shit ever. They were cool though. I mean, and they, the, the game was weird though. Cause it was like, you get there Friday night and then Saturday was like this big swap meet slash people showing up and then party and everyone hangs out. And then Sunday they play. Uh, they have like this event uh, Saturday night. They have like some night games for like the the tier one looking kit guys who probably paid extra. And then it, it was kind of silly. And then we would go and we would do our event. And it was a force on force. But you, I barely shot my gun the whole time. I just kind of patrolled out with these army army kit guys. And yeah, went, but all the kits were super on point. Like really, bad, yeah, oh yeah, the bad guys were looked like Taliban. They had they had technicals. That they had made, like out of like pickups, like Hiluxes. Oh, nice! Yeah, one dude had his black. It was black, and he had like tiger stripes painted on it in the front, like a jungle, like a Bengal tiger. And then on the doors, he had actual like Al Qaeda flags painted on that shit. Oh my god! And he drove it from wherever he lives in Japan up to that place <laughs> by Mount Fuji. As I was tripping, I was like, "You would get shot in America if you did." This. Oh my god! For real, bro. He like <laughs> he, had, he had a a PKM in the back. I mean, it was ridiculous. I was like, yo, you oh, could not drive. Funny. You would never, there's no way you would be able to drive from like South Carolina to a, to like Stonebreaker <laughs> in that truck. You'd have to trailer that shit. Oh, <laughs> for real, bro. Up, or Cubbyville's doors up, one of the two. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> uh, one of the teams, Alpha Dog was the name of the team. I used to hang out with them. They had a Humvee with a 50 cal. The oh, functions. nice. It was a soft skin Humvee, but still it was painted desert tan, had the proper markings. Yeah. I was like, where am I? This is the craziest <laughs> shit ever. But it was a good time, though. I mean, they were they were cool as hell, super nice. Their kits were ridiculous. There was this dude from Hong Kong that came out for the event. It was him and like three other guys. And I think he's like a surgeon or some shit in Hong Kong. And we were we were just chit-chatting. And in the back of their rental vehicle, I had never seen so much AOR1 and AOR2 in my life. And I lived in Virginia Beach with, and worked on a base with SEAL teams. And I never saw that much kit. And they had, like, oh, shit. at the time, this was 2010, uh, they had, like, AOR2 jackets that were still almost brand, like, beyond, beyond was making them. And they had these jackets that even the team guys didn't have yet. I think even oh. Dev Group didn't have them. They had these jackets because they, like, knew a dude at Beyond. And they got it somehow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was nuts, and I was talking to this dude. I was like, yo, you have like $10,000 worth of kit in the back of that car right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, probably a little more. I was like, what the hell? Where did, <laughs> one of the dudes had an embed, a real embitter radio, and I was just like, you're not supposed to have that, but all right. Holy um, shit. Yeah. What is it, that? Is, Explain that. That's the, uh, I thought a fake one. I don't know. It's the um, little SEAL team radio, the black one, the big brick radio. Oh, shit. That you, yeah, he had a real one. I was like, what the fuck? This is when they were still used pretty regularly. Um, oh 152s. Uh, one of the dudes had a real 152. That tripped me out because this is what I carry. Uh, this guy, I'll show you. Yeah, anything, uh, anything past uh, this radio. 1994, I don't know shit about. We this used the Prick 77, radio. okay? Oh, my God. 
Perk 77 is holy shit. That is crazy. Uh, I thought huh? a 117 or a 150 was old. <laughs> Damn it, I'm not old, okay? You're not. The gear is old. This I... guy. He had a real one of these bad boys. Oh my god, that's crazy, And bro. I was like, no fucking way, man. This was the radio that, when I was in Iraq in 07, these were brand new. Like, Holy shit. My unit had them when we showed up, only because... Sorry. Only because we had just left the States. And then we had just gotten all these radios. We barely knew how to use the damn things. Because it's basically like a computer at the time. Yeah. And But these dudes in Japan had them. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's crazy, bro. I hope you don't have a crypto, Phil, because that's even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, so I'm rambling. But that dude, we were talking. He was like, oh, yeah, you should see my place in Hong Kong. He was I got like a, it was like a, like a rent, a rental place where you go store your gear. Um, like a rent, like a, ah, what's the hell? I can't uh, think of a word. Storage again, container or something? Or a storage yeah, yeah. unit? Yeah, storage unit. Yeah. Thank you. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> but he had one of those. And he, he was like, yeah, I got shit in here that's like in my storage space in Hong Kong that uh, is should probably be in a museum, but I don't care. I paid, like, thousands of dollars for it. He's got, like, super rare, like, Navy SEAL chest rigs, and it just sits in this container. Shit. And I was like, that's kind of a shame. That shit should be, like, in somebody's hands that enjoys it. Because they have some of the old gear with them, too. And that shit was, like, yeah. super old-school SEAL team shit that, like, when I was coming up early on in Airsoft, and, like, back in, like, 04, 05... Uh, 03-ish time frame <clears throat> when I first got into this stuff it was I was into kit before but this was stuff that was like the hotness back then and this was like yeah. so I knew what all the gear was I was like yo that's those, that's rare as fuck man <laughs> he's like yeah yeah I got this this I was like Jesus fuck Bro, you, are, um, you know what's so cool though you got these out. fucking memories of you know you, you've got this experience over there uh, obviously in the military but also yeah, yeah. uh you know, airsoft in Japan yeah. during this time yeah. when, you know, and you're meeting all these crazy wild characters that have all just, they're just, it's like a news. fucking, it's like Christmas. They're bringing out shit. You have no idea what they're going to, what's going to pop yeah. up. And you know, <laughs> they just bring out some gear like, holy shit, where'd that come from? Yeah. There was this older dude. He was probably, I say older because, but at the time I was younger. Uh, he was probably like his 50s, late 50s, yeah. going into 60s. And he had like, I don't know if you know that kind of nat- natural gear. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Nat no. gear? It's like a, looks like almost like bark. And it was like oh, a big okay. deal. Like dev group dudes had like nat gear camo, like issued to them from beyond. It was like four way stretch uniform. It's like super, not very common, super rare. Yeah. And he had like a full set of that shit. And he's like standing there in his nat gear. And I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit. That is wild. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And th- this dude, uh, he was, he was off the hook, man. Like a uh, combat magazine is a magazine real popular in Japan. And they have um, they show these spreads in there of like specific gear, specific kit, kind of rare, and they'll go down, they'll like break it down. And that dude's in that magazine like all the time because he's got all this shit. So they're always hitting him up like, "Yo, you want to do a spread?" Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah. So he, oh, I was just like, cool. I know, because when I saw him, I was like, I know you, and I don't know why. And then I re- put two and two together. I was like, Oh shit, you're the dude from the magazine. What up? <laughs> I'm actually funny. Uh, I'm in an issue of Combat. Get out. Yeah, from that Hard Rock game. Bro, we gotta find it. I don't know if you can. It's hard to fucking find, but... Is it really? I wish... I wish you had a picture or a... I I should have brought it in here. Oh, yeah. I don't want to walk away. Yeah, somewhere. I just don't know exactly where it is. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
That's cool though. Um, that is cool as shit. Yeah, I mean it's not like cool, super great, but I'm just it's just me standing there with cool. my kit, yeah, front and back in my kit. But they did uh, this big breakdown of the game. They did this big heart rock issue. Yeah, and they called me Mister Nobody. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. They didn't use my name, so I was like, that's legit. I like it. That's cool as shit. It was, it was a good time, men man. And black stuff, man. You had that little uh, that little wand that makes everybody lose their memory yeah. and shit. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to get in trouble for being at that event, so I was like, yo, don't use my name, <laughs> please. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Just in case, because God forbid the command finds out. No shit. So, but yeah, it was it was a good time. There was a that's couple wild. other dudes that were in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, there so was what, a what actually there. got you into Airsoft in the first place? Oh, man. Um... My tour in Guantanamo Bay, or coming home from that, actually. Yeah. So uh, I got back from that in 05, and then just goofing around, went to an Army-Navy store, and I bought some of those, like, LPEGs, those, like, really cheap, low-powered guns that are probably, like, 20 FPS. And I was like, oh, this is cool, and I bought it because I always wanted one. Because the first airsoft gun I ever bought was 2001 before I ever joined. It was a Springer pistol. I got it at San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, "This this shit's dope. And um, I got that little LPEG, and me and a couple of buddies were, like, shooting each other. I'd, like, ambush them every time they came to my house. So they bought one, and then they'd ambush me if I opened the door. And then eventually, one of the guys, one of the other guys was like, hey, I know somebody who's got, like, some land behind their house, and um, we should go play. Worst decision ever. We know, we're lucky we never got, like, pinched by anybody, because it, it butted up to the base. We're like, man, if some guy was doing patrol on perimeter road and they saw us with a bunch of like rifles we'd be uh-huh. done <laughs> but um we started playing and then one of the other guys was just like oh i'm gonna get a sniper rifle so he bought a classic army m24 oh shit interestingly that's this one right here that's the that actual gun ass, bro yeah did you paint uh, that i did yeah it looks awesome it was it was black when i he, he lives out where I'm at, and he was like, hey, you still play Airsoft? When I got here, when I medevaced, I was like, yeah. He's like, I still got that sniper rifle if you want it. I was like, yeah, I'll take that shit. It doesn't work. I don't have mags for it. Well, it works, but I don't have mags for it. They're hard. You can't find them anymore because it's the old, old one. That's from 2005. Same gun. Holy shit. That gun started the arms race and started me going down this <laughs> rabbit hole that is Airsoft. The Airsoft arms race, yes. That's yeah. what it is, man. Because we couldn't hit him. He had that classic army. That thing is ridiculous. So I got a Tokyo Marui G3, oh which also got me into gear because I needed magazine pouches for that stupid thing because I couldn't <laughs> find pouches to hold that wouldn't work in my M4 pouches. Oh, shit. And I started researching, and I bought I bought that gun from this store here in Texas, actually called Castaway. They closed down years ago. And I got that, and then I was like, it's on. And then right in that time frame... Uh, under the gun, UTG, I don't think they even make stuff anymore. They released the first, like, low-cost, decent Marui clones. They were MP5s. Huh. They were 99 bucks. That was super cheap for an airsoft gun. Right. So we all bought those. Everybody had one. And, that's, and then that's how I discovered airsoft forums. I found Arnie's Airsoft, and uh, I was like, yo, this is hot. I like this. And I, I got on Arnie's, and I got, like, used magazines for my G3, mags for my MP5, light grips, you know, short, one of the guys was talking about shorties.com on one of the yeah. episodes from way back in the day. I used to go on shorties all the time. Oh, shit. So this is like, like uh, so this is how you would get, uh, you know, trade or buy gear from each other before hop up or whatever, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. The forums were always where it was at. Like it was Arnie's Airsoft was one of the biggest ones. You'd go to the buy sell trade section. Um, in Virginia, we had VAF Virginia Airsoft Force Forum. Mm. That's how we all would keep touch with games and buy and sell gear and guns. It, I miss forums, man. Forums were awesome. Yeah. If you, what Reddit I took over, my, bro. Reddit took over I, forums, I and it turned into a fucking toilet. It turned into the fucking. <laughs> yeah, Reddit's a nightmare. I don't even get on there. <laughs> But that's kind of what got me to do my YouTube channel was I was like, this is all the information you would find on a forum back in the day. Yeah. If you needed to know if a sling was good, you'd get into the forum and go to the gear section and be like, is this sling shit or good? And someone would be like, yeah. oh, that shit, that sling's legit. Or they tell you, no, that thing is shit. Stay away from it. <laughs> and that's kind of why I started my channel was because I was always like, this gear sucks or this gear is good. And yeah. And then my wife just kind of pushed me and she's like, hey, man. But that's what got me into airsoft, though. Back in, I'm rambling again. Well, when you when you started your channel, uh, when you when you started your YouTube channel, you said, uh, you know, you weren't really, you didn't want to be on camera and that kind of thing. No, when you I first didn't. started, when you first started, like your first, how did your first video go? And did you, uh, when you started editing it, were you like, oh god, I, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't want to, you know, you're trying to edit where you're cutting all this ums out and <laughs> what's funny is i didn't edit most of my stuff until recently they were just like stream of consciousness with my cell phone and i was just oh, kind of letting it roll my yeah. wife actually helps me edit my stuff now and she she's the one pulling all the ums out and going no 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 honey that's coming oh, out shit, uh, nice. oh you took a deep breath that's weird take that out oh you <laughs> could tell, I, I can hear the ufc's seasonal allergies we're taking that out too you know stuff like that <laughs> Cracks me up, but she 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 loves it. She likes to edit, so it works out. Oh, that's but, uh, good. Yeah, most of my videos are just straight stream of consciousness. I'm just going like grabbing something like this guy here. They're like, "Hey, everybody, we're checking out this pouch." Blah blah blah, and I just start talking about it. Yeah, and I didn't like the sound of my voice. I still don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah, I hate it, but it's what it is. And I, I hate. I've got a big round face. I hate that. No matter how skinny I am, no matter how big I am, my face is nice and round. Can't do nothing about it. I had a buddy, uh, one of my good friends that I was stationed with my last duty station at uh, Edson Range. He was the same way. And uh, it was funny. He was, like, thick, dude. Like, he was a – where was he from? Um, God, I can't remember where he was from. But uh, anyway, he legit looked like – and grew up on a corn farm, okay? He looked like a corn-fed motherfucker. He did. Yeah. Huge as fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like a brick shit house. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just and a uh, big fucking fat head. Okay. Yeah, and I feel his pain. He's it. So we, uh, the staff sergeant we got, um, was on his way out. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. got transferred in. He was in charge of our motor pool, and he was a shitbird. Okay. He was. He got busted down, and uh, he was on his way out. He had worst. like six months or some or three months left. So total shit show. And then the next guy we got just came from Paris Island as a drill instructor and came here. So this is like, so look, this is like the scene in uh, Heartbreak Ridge where Clint Eastwood walks in and they're all playing pool. We're all fucking smoking and joking in the motor pool. And we're used to like three months of, you know, shitbird. And mm-hmm. uh, and nobody, you know, we're just running the roost, okay? We're no, we're, yeah, we're just doing our own thing. Like we got yeah. guys in the fucking bathroom snorting coke. We got fucking, <laughs> we're we're drinking on the job, okay? No shit. And uh, awesome. and and fucking dude comes in, 
And we're like, who the fuck is this guy? It was just like Heartbreak Ridge. And this guy oh, comes in and he is like high and tight and fucking hardcore, bro. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. He ran our dicks in the dirt. Anyway, yeah, so he gets on, he gets on my buddy. And he just has a hard arm for this guy because he's like, you're fat. You're out of shape. You're a fucking disgusting fat body. Okay. And, yeah, uh, in there. and, and Fairchild's like, bro. I, so his PFTs were great. He never, yeah, he, yeah. he could do all the pull-ups, he'd do all the sit-ups, all, do the run. Okay. Yep, so he goes and takes this dude out. So the, the drill instructor we just got, our new staff sergeant, he takes out Fairchild for a run, yeah. you know, we're at the range in Cali, in Cali. So mm-hmm. th- there's all mountains. Oh yeah, it's in the desert, hills and shit. Yep. You know, it's all in a, and we're on a shooting range. So we just there's nothing out here. So he just takes him on these trails, you know, all these fucking muddy uh, dirt trails roads and shit. And shit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like barely out of breath when they get back. Like you know our guy, and yeah. uh, and he does he does that for like two weeks straight, every day after work. This this our drill instructor, you know, this guy is taking our staff sergeant, taking him out for a run to get him like looking better. And he's like, I'm. He was at his uh, weight limit, but he wasn't over it. So yeah, yeah. it was just he was just built like that. But he could yeah. run like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy I pain, man. I had a, I had a chief when we were in Iraq. He he used to ride my ass before we got there. Yeah. I'm a bigger guy and. uh same shit. He would ride my. He's like, we're gonna go for a run today. We're like, we don't want to go for a run. This is stupid. We we have a mission tomorrow, and we had a mission today, and we just got yeah. back. He's like, no, we're all going for a run. So we're like, okay. So we go for this run, and uh, I end up going. We have to go end up going uphill and on top of the dam, and I end up passing him, getting ahead of him, and, and then finishing way before he did. He was pissed. He was like, oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> he was all humping and puffing, and, and the rest of the guys in this in the unit were just like laughing. They're like, what are you doing, chief? And he's like, well, uh, he just looks big. And he's like, he is big. He's a big dude. He carries the machine gun. Leave him alone. Yeah. He never fucked with me after that, though. I smoked him on the run. He was just like, okay. There you go. And I wasn't like a, ma- I'm a massive runner, but I could run. I never, yeah. I always passed my PFTs, right. you know, passed my run rope and choke. I got yes. a big old neck. You know, I'm just a big guy. <laughs> it sucks. That's, uh, yeah, I was, when I got out, um, I mean, I, I did good on the runs. I did good on mm-hmm. all my PFTs all the way throughout. But, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to run a fucking marathon when I got out. Like, I, uh, yeah, the longest I, I ran was like eight or nine miles. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm good enough. Like, I felt the runners high uh, mm-hmm. numerous times. I'm good. It's great. It's nice. Um, I do, I got to say though, <clears throat> since, because uh, I used to run maybe a couple times a month uh, before mm-hmm. I got sick, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I do miss it. I do miss it because there's, there is, you know, lifting weights is, is fun. Stretching, you know, mm-hmm. calisthenics, it's fun. There's uh there's, you, I, I can't personally get the same feeling like that runner's high. Like when, mm-hmm. you know, it sucks. It sucks getting there because uh, when you're out of shape or you're heavier, oh, you're used terrible. to lifting and you start running. So it, for me, it usually took about almost a mile for me to hit that where I'm like, yeah and then i could either either it's gonna take a little longer and i'm mm-hmm. really fucking out of breath and then i finally get to that rhythm but once yeah. you get in that rhythm god damn it feels so good bro and i can't get oh, that yeah. with like working out you know it's just i used know. to hate running but i would do it and now that i really shouldn't run because of the new hip i right. miss it yeah. i'm like oh man i miss running because i used to run yeah. seven miles a day in iraq 
me and my me and my Corbin buddy, we even if we got done with a, a mission, we'd come back, drop our kid. Everyone else is like, "You guys going for a run? Really?" We're like, "Yeah." Because we had we had to stay consistent. That we, I couldn't I couldn't deviate. I'm not, I'm that way with the gym now. As soon as I got cleared medically to go to the go to the gym, yeah. I started going. I started lifting again, and I, I have to be real careful because of nice. the new hip. But right. I started lifting today. I did. Uh, I went to the gym before the podcast and nice. took about thirty minutes. Took about thirty minutes on the bike, and that felt great. I was like, "Wow, oh, okay, this is kind of cool." Because I couldn't do now, that. Are you doing like, the? Uh, what do they call it? You know how there's like the uh, upright bike where your your legs are down underneath you, and then there's the. I don't the know the what they're called. One. The recumbent called? bike where you're sitting uh, down and yes, yeah, that's, that's what, what we I have. Was doing. Yeah, that's what we have in our house. Um, I love that bike. Yeah, those are those are good. I do that for. Uh, uh, well, now. I'm able to go out and actually, you know, do some stuff in the backyard. I I chop yep. wood. Um, oh, swing Maddox. I love fantastic. It. I love it. I a, use the mat. Yeah. I have an axe that's fucking yeah. great. You know, I keep all this shit really sharp. But uh, I'm chopping this uh, tree stump out of the ground okay. by hand. Yeah. And what's funny oh, is shit. it's kind of it's but on the side me. of the house, and so it's real visible from the street. So I'll okay. be out there um, like six in the morning. Now I haven't done it during since Thanksgiving. I've been fucking total fucking pig okay i haven't done i haven't worked out all i've done is stuff my face all i've done is drink alcohol so this is a rum and coke and uh (laughs) so my face is getting bad i've gained like 20 some pounds uh since since thanksgiving and uh honestly i don't care because i know i can lose it you know in the next few months but uh i feel great i've been having fun but i'll go out there and i'll chop and uh these guys drive by and uh like Every like two times a week, I'll get a uh, you know a placard on my door for um, stump grinding. You know, like a company for <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a local guy that has his own stump grinder. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good. You know, I'm trying to. I'm trying. This is my workout. I'm not really. Yeah. You know. So, but that's what I like to do. And I I use, I use different ways of doing it. Like I'll squat when I swing, so mm-hmm. that I get a leg workout. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I definitely have to because uh, I had a blood clot like the whole right side of my body, my lung and everything on my right side. <clears throat> I forget what you call my wife no knows. Good. She's a medical thing. <clears throat> so my right, my right lung was completely full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this was a, re- or a reaction from the medication they gave me to um, try to get me walking again. So I was taking this stuff mm. called IVIG. Yeah. Intravenous yeah. globulin. I don't know what the fuck um, platelet kind of thing, whatever. So the first treatment helped the other ones didn't. Uh, but anyway, so it, I have thick blood anyway, I guess. Okay. Um, okay. But this, you know, caused that. But um, so anyway, uh, I have a my right leg. I really have to do some stuff to uh, keep it, uh, keep it flowing because I'm trying to get off this fucking blood thinner. So well, yeah, I would um, want to be off that shit too. I hate blood yeah, thinners. Yeah, I don't. I just, you cut yourself, it's gonna be a bad day. Yeah, I have bloody noses and shit. I'm, you know, the dosage is fine. I'm just not. I just don't want to be reliant on that thing. So I'm trying Dude, I totally to understand. greens. You know, I take greens every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I try to get a leg, you know, some leg workout and stuff, but yeah, yeah. So I started, I started eating a lot of meat, like car- carnivore, I guess. Um, oh yeah. I like meat anyway. And I eat right. vegetables too and, and fruits, but uh, I, I was, I did real good with that. Uh, this past spring going into the summer, I lost like 20 something pounds. I was like, hell yeah. Okay. Cause I, all the medication I got put on after this with the surgery, I shot up to like 270. And that's kind of where I'm back to again. I was like, what the fuck, man? But I lost all this weight. And then I started eating like a normal person again. And 
and lifting. And as soon as I started lifting, I put back on like 15 pounds. I was like, yeah, what the hell? And I was getting kind of like upset because I was like, it's supposed to go the other way. Why is it going up? And everyone's like, bro, you're lifting again. You're, it'll, you're building all the atrophied muscles back. And they're like, it'll start going back go up. after, right? Yeah. That's what he said. It'll go I was getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 45. I'm not young. This shit is not easy. Yeah. But it's not easy. It's not hard either. As long as you do it the right way. And, yeah, uh, sure, man. Well, you know, I'm about you know, that. I was on like 10, med- was on like 10 different meds because oh, yeah. of the surgeries and everything. Mm-hmm. And, some other meds and I was just, it, they made me gain weight and I was just like, yeah. this is bullshit. Uh, I'm down to like two meds now. So. Oh, good. I'm pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty stoked with that. Like I, like I said at the beginning earlier, like I've had both my hands cut on. You can kind of see right. it. You can see some of my older videos where like my got big ass, like bloody stitches in my hand. Yeah. And then another one. Cause I had to have both hands worked on and, um, that put me on more meds and then I couldn't yeah. use my hands. I couldn't lift. And I was just like, this fucking sucks. Dude. But I uh, remember slowly, I was watching, back. you know, this, uh, the, the injuries and, and illnesses and stuff. I was watching this video. Uh, I, it was soon after mm-hmm. uh, I was, you know, when I, when I was coming out of being paralyzed and, um, and I, it was a, uh, a lawyer. It was an older lawyer. He's probably in his <clears throat> late sixties. He's doing all yeah. these uh, videos about, you know, uh, just basics, like step one for this, you know, teaching you what to do for if you want to mm-hmm. set up an LLC or if you want to, you know, all these different things. And he said, in one of the videos, he said, he made this statement that people start business, you know, start a business within the first five years, it, it fails mm-hmm. because of illness or injury. And I was like, holy shit. Like it was a revelation to me because and it hit yeah. home because of my illness. But, um, I did. So I've heard that statement before about businesses Mm -hmm. and, uh, I did not realize that a, you know, big portion or big percentage of that has to do with, uh, the person's ability to actually keep running the business, you know, so they get, they got sick or got hurt. And, uh, and I thought, holy shit. You know, cause I was never, I was one of those people that never got sick. Right. Like I never, I was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I sprained ankles after the military and stuff here and there when I worked out, but, um, yeah. nothing, it kept me, you know, kept me down. So I was really not, uh, I, I didn't, I, I was really out of that, totally oblivious, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Ignorant. And when he said that, I was like, wow, it is definitely way more, uh, prevalent than, you know, than, than I realized. But, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big thing, man. You get injured, you get hurt or you get ill <clears throat> medication, the, the, you know, and typically it's people that are active. Yeah. Obviously that, you know, <laughs> that something like that happens to, and then yeah, yeah. now you're not active and you're on meds and you're like, what the fuck? Well, plus I was fucked up in the head, man. Cause I didn't know if it was going to last forever. Uh, depressed. My depressed yeah, yeah. is not sad. Okay. My depressed is like, I'm going to drink my, I'm going to drink all, you know, constantly and, and eat like, I, I just, I was depressed, I, man. I just, I do the same thing. I, I'm a de- eater when I do get depressed. Yeah. And then, um, so, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to talk about it. Because uh, you never know, somebody out there might be dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. So, one of my other problems is I, I have PTSD. I got diagnosed with it a couple of years back. And at first, I fought it. I was like, no, fuck that. I don't have that shit. I didn't get right. a firefight. I, I got mortared. I got rocketed. This is dumb. Fuck you, doctor. I'm going to listen to you. But it kept sliding further down. And my wife was finally like, yo, 
you need to go fucking talk to somebody. Because mm. cause I, I wouldn't, like, lash out. I would isolate myself. Um. So I have, like, a studio I'm working at. I would just go hide. I would just mm. become more and more isolated from people. And she finally was like, look, man, I've been down that road. I, I know what I'm looking at. You have a problem. Go talk to somebody. Right. And I finally did, and it really helped. Um, some of the medication I got put on later uh, sucked because I gained a bunch of weight with it, and it didn't help me. I got put on an antidepressant for my antidepressant. Jesus. I was like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. So I, I was like, I don't want to be on this shit anymore. Take me off. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't helping me, and it wasn't doing what it needed to do. And I've just been... Airsoft actually helps a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so one of the YouTube channels helped a lot. It's right. been something to keep me um, active, motivated, and accountable. Right. That keeps me kind of like creative in a way. Because I, I lost interest in everything else once I got put on this medication. I didn't want to play video games anymore. Um, I barely wanted to airsoft. Uh, I, I draw. I didn't want to draw anymore. Right. Um, that was that was a hu- huge part of my life before I joined the military was, was drawing. Okay. It's what I want to do when I retire. I want to or at least utilize it. And uh, and airsoft stuff, weirdly enough. Um, but I wasn't even listening to music. I wasn't doing shit. Damn. It was just like, I was like, and music's a huge part of my life. Like, yeah. if anybody sees this that does know me in real life, they'll know, like, oh, yeah, music. I love music. I used to play in a band. Um, I used to, like, do all that stuff when I was younger. And the music music's helped me through a ton of hard times. It helped me through my deployments. Helped me through mm. losing my dad when I was younger. Um, just music's always been there. I've always loved listening to music, but I wasn't even doing that. And I was just like numb completely. Yeah. And, uh, the, the hardest thing was coming out and being like, yeah, I have a problem that I need help. Right. Once I did, it's been uphill. I'm, I'm pretty open about it in the military circles. Cause I want people to know you can go get help and not lose right. a clearance, uh, not get, not uh-huh. lose your job. Um, in my world, not lose your gun. They're not going to, you know, unless you do something really wild, they're not going to take right, a gun right. away from you. You can go talk to somebody. You can, you can even get put on Zoloft and still arm up, funny enough. Yeah. Um, but I was so scared of losing all of that. I didn't yeah. want to talk to anybody. And I just kept it all in. And then finally, um, I got to go to Germany for this program that was fantastic. Uh, big shout out to Evolution. Um, it's a military program at Longstool uh, Military uh Hospital in Germany did that yeah. for like three months, almost three months. So what I is met a bunch now? of great dudes. It's called Evolution. It was a program. It was one of the only programs left in the DoD where they do this. They send you, and you actually go through with a bunch of other guys or girls, um, and you just kind of like, like get a taught how to type of facility like where you're talking with, for with PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was a fantastic program, and um, I, I found out a lot of cool shit when I was there. Like, I got uh, these shots in my neck called Stalin Ganglion Blocks, SGBs. Um, Bro, fantastic. I don't know what the fuck you just said. Okay. Yeah, they're fantastic. It's called an SGB. Really? Yeah, and they literally inject Novocaine into your, um, like, down here in your clavicle, into, like, this nerve cluster. And it's the nerve cluster that kind of helps you with fight or flight syndrome. And, and your And your Yeah. It, it keeps you from going, like, high and right and being, in, like, constantly at alert. It's oh, fantastic. Shit. The first, my first one, um, I cried after I got it, and I think it was it was because I didn't understand how that I was up here and like normal is here, 
And I didn't understand that till I got that shot because it literally went boop. And I and I felt I felt an instant relief and release. And I was like, holy fuck. And then I and then there was guilt I felt years later. It's like I've been putting my family through this shit for I don't know how many years now. Like being like they were walking on eggshells and and people that knew me were just like, yo, that's not you. And I, I th- had some guilt in me. But my wife is sure. like, and my, my wife and both my boys were like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're fine. Like yeah. they've been super supportive. And uh, yeah, so I've been through, I've been through the ringer, man. At the last How couple of years. Boys? How old are your boys? Uh, 16 and 13. Okay. They're, they're still pretty and young. So they're, they're old enough to understand and, and, and accept yeah. kind of, okay. Yeah. They, they understood. Yeah, issue, he's wrong. Good. He still loves us. We're, we're, we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. So even if I would get snappy or be like, right. I had enough, like especially the car. If I was driving, because I did a lot of convoys, and for so in the in the car, that was I would just get uncomfortable, and they'd get loud, and I'd be like, "Hey, shut up!" You know, I I kind of snap yeah. at them, and but they would kind of like, "All right, Dad, we got it, man." And then I felt bad about. it. I was like, "I'm so sorry for yelling." They're like, "No, you're good, man. You're totally good. We get it." That that is so son- similar to yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, and it's I don't I don't have a lot of bad outbursts usually uh, that's that's some guys are like really angry uh like i said i just withdraw um the weirdest thing i think i ever had to deal with or do was after i went through that program i started like fighting in my sleep so oh, i shit. felt bad for my poor wife because i didn't do that shit before i guess oh, they man. like unlocked some shit in my head and were like yo go back go back and then because well because covid happened so i wasn't getting the follow-on treatment so i was like you opened up pandora's box guys thanks a lot uh-huh. But that's a lot better now. I've got to, took care of all that shit. And... Good man. But yeah, you. So if you're dude, that that being on a, like the high alert thing, yeah, I oh, know exactly. That's yeah. how I, I not. I never realized that. I never realized that. No, like it's crowds. But it's, yeah, you, uh, we sought it out. Well, I was doing. A, I was talking with somebody. Um, Ruby, Ruby Gold. He was a he's okay, a okay, yeah. veteran. And we were talking about, you know, demons or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had the same thing. I, I mean, I had nightmares for years. And uh, and I had, I was always at, I, I honestly felt like I was on condition yellow. Like my yeah, whole life. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. With my wife, with my kids, with like everywhere we'd go. I yeah, am just constantly. And I, I yeah. didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't know I was doing it. And uh, my wife would, you know, hit my shoulder and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, it's like I could not relax. And, yeah, you uh, scan, scan the crowd for problems, I think that's, watching people. I think that's why I liked drinking uh, as much as I did uh, yep. because it, it – for me personally, it that was my it. drug of choice. It calms it. My dad yeah. was uh, – my dad uh, – I started smoking weed when I was like 13 My from my dad. My dad started okay. – he showed me how to smoke weed. He was a – you know, he was yeah. a big weed smoker. Well, then uh, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. Well, he was the same. Yeah, right. And then yeah. he had some back surgeries because he had injuries from mm-hmm. that. And uh, he My built tractors like with uh, Massey Ferguson tractors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know that. The old ones. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, hurt his back. And he had surgery. They, this is back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, where they, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They just gave you morphine. They gave him morphine yeah, they shots. They know what they're doing now. They're and like, he's yeah. like, Oh, I don't know why I'm addicted to this shit. But anyway, uh, yeah. So he was. So what a shot. I try. Yeah, and then he was on pills. He was on pain pills. So they, yeah, they just yeah. pumped him 
like unlimited, bro. Unlimited supply of Darvon, Percocet, Holy like shit. everything. Everything. They, so they, I'll give the military credit. They've learned. They uh they they they've stepped way back from that shit now. Mm-hmm. Uh opioids, they're like they're stingy actually now. Now you're like, yo, I need yeah. some more, dude. Uh, when I, when I had my <laughs> oh, hip eat surgery, some Motrin. <laughs> yeah, they barely gave me any meds. And they're like, yeah, Motrin, you'll be okay. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> you never gave me something who got this pain. So they, they gave me very few perks. And then they finally gave me some more. They're like, oh, yeah, you need more. And I was like, no shit. You think? I just had a fucking karambit put in my body that keeps my leg connected to my, my torso. Yo. You know what's weird though is they they don't really have a, a a clear easy test to test what pain level you're at. They give no, you that fucking don't. chart. They say, <laughs> yeah. uh, "Look up here on the faces. wall. It's happy faces and 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 mad like, faces." Like what? <laughs> yeah. like, which one are you? It's like yeah, fucking nine, man. Give me. Is some there one that shows me uh, like starting a nuclear war? Okay, because yeah. that's about what I'm yeah. about to do. Okay. <laughs> Is there one that shows me choking the shit out of you? Because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I want to die. Please make this stop. <laughs> oh shit, dude, for oh, real. But yeah, I, so I was. I didn't. I didn't really want to use any of that stuff. Alcohol was always kind of like my best thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I've been that there. or amphetamines, you know, like crystal, mm-hmm. coke, oh. all that shit was great. Acid. That was probably the the best experience I ever had. You know, I did a peyote in Okinawa. <laughs> oh shit! How was that? That was awesome, dude. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah it was really mellow. Really mellow. Acid was too. A lot of the dudes, a lot of the former soft guys, uh, they're getting into ayahuasca and shit. Right. That's like the to thing. Deal and with I, their, their shit. Yeah. So I'm out. I'm kind of like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'm doing I'm doing a shit ton better though now. Um, they gave me this cool little thing called an alpha stim machine. It's like a little box about that big. You plug it up to your ears and it like zaps you. And that shit fucking works. What? Do that for like 40 minutes at night, 20, 30 minutes in the morning and sometimes. Is it just like it a just, buzzer? It, like a vibration? Yeah, it's like a little, little like electric shocks. And it just chills you the fuck out. No way. Yeah. I wonder it's if I pretty great, man. Okay. You can. Yeah, you can. They're expensive, but you can get them. No shit. You can get off Amazon. It's called an Alpha Stim Machine. I'll, 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 check, I'll send you a link later. But I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you what triggers me, bro, is uh, high-pitched noises. Like high pitched sounds, so uh, you know I work construction and uh, we're you know rehabs like we do you know flip houses yeah. and of course we go in and uh, we start doing something the uh, fire alarm those uh, you yeah. know those little ones in the in the apartments and houses and stuff those go out, man I I I have to keep my cool like it really fucking triggers it. something man it's it hurts it hurts my ears yeah uh, I'm I'm not good with unexpected loud booms or like right shit like that. Like the earthquake, man, when I was in Japan, that was the first time I really realized that um, that was the first time I noticed something was wrong. It was about two years after leaving the squadron, after not deploying anymore. Yeah. And that earthquake fucked me up. It, it really? really messed with me. Yeah, yeah. I was hearing shit. I was having like auditory hallucinations. I was like hearing explosions when there wasn't any. Because every time the after, a little, little tremor would hit, it was very similar to when like a mortar hits nearby or a rocket hits oh. nearby. The kind of shake just a hair. Not a lot, yeah. but just enough. Right. And... I was like, did you hear that? What the fuck? I went to the window. I'm like, looking outside. I'm like, something just blew up outside. Do you hear that shit? And everyone's like, yo, nothing happened outside. You're hearing shit. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it was really sensitive. Was first. Yeah, I'm real sensitive. Like, 4th of July doesn't bother me. I know that shit's coming. Right. New Year's Eve. You, ex- you know. Yeah. 
New Year's doesn't bother me. Uh, like here, here in fuck uh, it, I put it on my page. Here in San Antonio, uh, they blow fireworks like crazy on New Year's, but I know it's coming. It sounds like it sounds like I'm watching Haditha from the distance again, just watching, listening to gun go off. But right. but it's whatever. Um, it's when I don't expect it. Right. If like if somebody just sets off, like if somebody was to, like sit in my backyard and just throw a couple EG sixty sevens out, and I didn't know it, that yeah. shit would make me jump out of my skin. Oh, yeah, I'd be done. But uh-huh. uh, but when I when I know it's coming, it doesn't bother me. So when right. I when I see and I'm not. I don't know how to say this. I sound like I'm shitting on people. I get it. Some some veteran dudes that shit they don't they don't it doesn't matter. It's going to set right. them off. But some of these people get on these like we have this thing here. It's called like the next door app where your whole neighborhood's on it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And every, okay, every year somebody's like, "Be courteous with your fireworks." Veterans live here. I'm like, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Be oh, you know what okay. bothers me about that? Most of those is... people don't even know. Most people are posting on there about fireworks, about their dogs. They're telling everyone yeah. to not do fireworks because their yeah. dog gets freaked out. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but fucking pet, put pet him somewhere that right. just hold him, okay? Exactly. Hold him and cuddle him. I don't know. But we're not stopping fireworks because your dog. Hell no. <laughs> Stay away, man. I, that was a big fucking one. America, okay? Right. My dog was blah blah blah, like shitting all over the house, and it was just yeah. like, "That sucks to be you, man." <laughs> like my dogs are right here, just looking at me like, "We good?" I'm like, "We're good, homie." My dog's like, yeah. "Cool," and they're good. I'm like a, a Shih Tzu wiener dog and a Chihuahua, and <laughs> even this high strung Chihuahua is like, "Word," I'm like, "We're good, Chihuahua," and he's like, "Right," Word. and he just we chills had a out. Dog, a little ch- uh, <laughs> Chihuahua mix. I don't know. It was real tiny, and she was the calmest fucking thing ever. We had one for mm-hmm. our kids. And, uh, like fireworks, I, we go out here in the backyard and shoot guns. Okay. We're blasting off the fucking yeah. AK 47 <laughs> in the fucking ground. And, uh, and yeah, she's yeah. fine. She's literally sitting on the deck with us and, uh, yeah. totally fine. Like I, I, just, weird, dog. I could pop my Glock off and she's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> and uh, she, what she else, give what else she got? <laughs> yeah, she's like, that was nothing, son. I'm like, okay, my bad. Uh, it's <laughs> funny, man. Now, when you that, went to uh, when you went to your first, so you've been to Mill Sims, right? Like, uh, like I did. I went to one or... big one. Uh, Stonebreaker was my first one. Oh shit! You went to Stonebreaker? Which one? Uh, oh, oh, that was 2014, 15. Wow! I didn't yeah. know they've been having them that long. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. I was okay. in New Jersey. Uh, it was funny. We got a pl- we got like a, a award from that game, like best squad or something. Really. Yeah, oh, like, cool. like, check it out. It was like a trophy where I was like, "What is this shit? This is crazy." Okay, I mean, I wasn't dogging. I was blown away. I was like, "That's kind of cool." So our whole little crew that came down from Virginia to play, uh, we got like best squad, and we had like this. It was like this fancy little trophy, and I was just like, "All right, that's kind of cool." Oh, that's cool. I was shit, like, "That's bro. weird as hell." I didn't know they did that. Yeah, but uh, that's yeah, yeah, was... that's... now when you went, did they have a? Uh... Were they doing like the you know a lot of people were doing throwing the uh, grenade the pyro shit and all that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we spammed the living shit out of those things. I right. I was laughing because I was like, dude, if we were throwing this much ordnance, real ordnance in a room, we'd all be fucking concussed from hell. We'd all have we, we'd all be kicked out for TBIs, man. This is ridiculous. Like days, bro. You're like, yeah. <laughs> where I, am I? I, I? Yeah, I've had a TBI, uh, a mild one. But I've had a TBI. That shit sucks. 
I was like, this is not fun, man. I've been, con- I've had concussions in the military. Now, what is TBI? A traumatic brain injury. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I've, I've had like concussions and shit, and I've I've, I've been overpressured uh, more than a few times, where I'm just kind of dizzy and like, right. where am I? What, what's happening? And they're like, you good, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. My eyes are glossed over. They're like, you need to sit down, man. Oh shit. But okay. It, it's it sucks, but I was like. All these grenades were spamming, all these flashbangs. Like, we would be so concussed right now. Everybody in here would. Air pro or not. Because if that air pro pops just a little bit, you're oh. done, man. It's just loud as fuck. Yeah, I remember the so, first uh, Millicent my kids, my boys went to when they started um, a few years ago. They, uh, they, they had no clue. And they go, yeah, yeah. well, it wasn't the first one. It was the second one. Because the first one they went to was outside. It was Everything was outdoors. It was a Vietnam one. They had to, everyone had to act, actually have... Vietnam yeah. era type of stuff, right? Buddy hour is really into that. And they got the full experience because that weekend it fucking downpoured nonstop, like monsoon, bro. Uh, monsoon, like the real Vietnam experience. Yeah, and they got oh, yeah. well. These they still have their uh, the a the M sixteen A ones are hanging on the wall here. Those oh, things. No, in fact, they both still have the fucking battery in them. They're both fine. They're they were soaked and they ran oh, the yeah. whole fucking time. Uh, but yeah, they, so their second one, they went to a GTI event. I think it was a, uh, or yeah, um, third coast event at GTI. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if it was right? Stonebreaker or Iron Dagger type of thing. No, it couldn't have been Iron Dagger back then, Ugh. but anyway, they went, uh, and it was the first time they were inside a building at some point. Yeah. Grenades, grenades, grenades. Yeah. And they didn't have, ear, they didn't know. They didn't have ear pro. Oh, oh shit! That's like they're literally <laughs> slinging their gun and holding their ears. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's just, just loud concrete as hell. walls. Yep. Oh, yeah, and then you know, the, the problem with G, well, not problem. But the cool part, and the interesting part of GTI is comms. Once you get in that building and you get deep in there, you're not going to really have comms. The squad that can get comms is where it's at. And uh, one of my buddies that came out, he used to be a JTAC, and he was in a JTAC instructor, so he was a comms guy. He knew a lot oh, about comms, so right. he researched the living shit. How to get our bow things and our fake 152s to work as good as they can. What frequencies we needed. And we, we kept comms pretty deep into GTI, uh, where a lot of guys would lose comms. Because he was like, we would ha- we would keep a guy closer to a doorway, so he yeah. could be basically a repeater like a and a relay, relay for everybody else. Yeah, right. exactly. We were using whip ante- real whip antennas, and <laughs> he, 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 he had it calmed out. We were like, damn. People were, people were like, you guys have comms in here? We're like, yeah. Like, holy shit because we got pretty deep in and you, you're like we know eventually okay yeah eventually uh you get all that all that concrete's gonna suck the rf up and you're you're screwed but mm. it was a good time man and it was loud as shit in there right oh man was it loud i'm glad i had a pair of swords i was like i would be deaf if i didn't have these no shit yeah, I, I don't feel i feel for your boys man yeah so they go uh to gti the first time and they come back uh, you know, this is where I'm still stuck in a house, and they're like, you know, they're, they'll come back with, uh, I think the first one they went to, we didn't actually record anything. We weren't doing gameplay stuff, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is early on. Uh, we were just doing the unboxing and reviews, so uh, they come back, and they're like, holy shit, we cannot, like, we understand now, because when they were younger, growing up, uh, you know, yeah. like teenager, you know, I guess age or whatever, when we're watching like a war movie or yeah. an action movie where people are shooting inside a fucking concrete building. And then like two seconds later, they're talking to their friend like normal. And I'm like, uh, nope, 
Nope. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're deaf as fuck right now. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so they were so used to hearing that over, over the years. So when they came back, they go, now we know what you're talking about. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that echo, bro, it's just so fucking loud off the concrete shit. Yeah, that's how the mount sites, like at Fort Pickett, there's a mount site we used to train at, and all the buildings are concrete. And man, you started lighting off in those buildings. That shit, we were wearing Active Air Pro. Oh, okay. That, that shit was loud as hell. Mm. We were just like, what the fuck is happening? It was... Yeah, it was interesting. I, I yeah. hated shooting inside of a building. I couldn't stand it without act, without Active Air Pro. If I didn't have Peltorx on, I was like, this is the fucking worst. I'm going outside to shoot at you. Let's take this fight outside because we're all deaf now. Real. Good job. Yeah, the yeah, struggle was real on that one. Pretty crazy how uh, how much of a difference it is uh, from yeah. you know, shooting indoors to outdoors. Yeah, Night and day. Sound. Night and day. I yeah. felt bad for some of the kids with the fake Air Pro because this stuff doesn't really work. Very well. I mean, it, it muffles it de- a little bit, right. a little bit, but not nearly as much as a real set. And uh-huh. I was like, ugh, because because I use uh, that helmet down here. Oh yeah, right here. So uh, I use fake fake pelcores on this kit right here. Okay. Because I didn't want to buy another set of Ear Pro, uh, right. real ones, and so these are fake ones, and they work decent, but um, yeah, no. Th- I, I would kill myself if I had these. I would say this, which is pretty cool. Uh, they came with gel cups, like right out the gate from the from the factory. Oh shit! So these are like soft gel cup hearing aids. So I was like, that's oh, kind of cool. Nice. I paid a lot of money to upgrade my. It'll hold to gel in all cups. your sweat. So when you're uh, when you're done, you you take it out and it's, dump uh, it. <laughs> the gel the gel cup is way more comfortable than a standard one. You can wear them a lot sure. longer. Yeah. Man, that fucking sucks. That yeah, was the dude. worst. So the uh, my boys once they started learning about this ear pro stuff, uh, yeah, yeah. they were talking to me about it. And the first milsim I went to was Stonebreaker mm-hmm. of 2022. Nice, and, nice. Uh, and they were like, "Hey, you need to get some ear pro before that, just mm-hmm. in case you end up going inside one of the buildings to try to film or something or take a picture." I was like, all right, so they sent me a link or something like that. I don't know. They told me which one to get. I, I, I can't remember the name of it. I still have I have it in a box in this closet. I think mm-hmm. it's called Surefire, but I can't remember. They weren't okay. that expensive. Uh, they were yeah. they were active. You know, they had a little dial thing on it. So I, I had no clue how these worked, okay? We didn't have these when I was in the military. I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Should I barely the, have them? <laughs> and all the years uh, shooting – when I taught my kids to shoot and stuff, it was all yeah. outdoors, you know? So yeah. I never wore ear protection. You know, we'd stick cotton balls. I was like, grab some cotton balls, stick them in there, let's go. And um, so, yeah, so uh, you know, we're just shooting pistols or whatever. But, you know, on the on the range, when we shoot long guns, we'll we'll wear, you know, earmuffs <clears throat> or whatever. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, we uh, – so I put these on. So this is a couple uh, – this is a year ago maybe and when I first got them. And, uh, mm-hmm. so nobody was here. My son was still living here actually before he bought his house, but I put them on. I didn't know. I didn't, I, don't, I take the instructions and throw them in the trash. Okay. Like normal. And like uh, every man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at all these, you know, dials on the side. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Put a battery in, turn it on, put it on. I'm like, and I'm tapping and then nothing. And I'm like, I'm clapping really loud and I don't hear yeah. it. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And yeah, then yeah. I hear this as I'm standing here. Now this is like uh it's it's 
probably fall maybe or some, you know, like it's hot out. So my air conditioners run, you know, so yeah. something all of a sudden gets really loud and I hear this and I'm like, I thought it was fucking up. I really thought the thing was fucking up like a static kind of thing. It was and amplifying. I, it was amplifying the fucking air conditioner turned on the air coming out of the vent was like, I said, Holy shit. What this air, yeah. it, like, Oh my God. It's cause I had the volume thing turned up. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the, wor- the worst is when you don't really know a lot about that shit either. And then you put those on and you're doing like some sort of like land warfare shit for the first time. And you're like, Oh my god, am I making that much noise? You're trying to kind of be quiet and you realize, no, you're really not making a lot of noise. Those are just amplifying every sound out there. <laughs> a piece of straw, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you step on the grass, you're like, oh god. And you stop, and everyone's like, what? Everyone like, you can hear, hear that? Everybody can hear me. Like, you're not as loud as you think you are. They're just amplifying, oh, keep walking. Crazy. Yeah. It was wild to hear all the ambient sounds. Yeah. But it was great because once you start shooting, you're like, Oh, this is magnificent. Okay, I love these. It was crazy, bro. I took them <laughs> off, did the same thing. You know, I just, once I re- it took me a couple minutes, okay, to realize I'm a little slow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just normally oh, I'm a little slow. So Same thing to me, dude. I won't lie to you. First of all, I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So I take them off and I'm like, and I put them back on. I'm like, oh my God. And then I realized what it was. And then I start clapping <laughs> really loud. I was in the room right next door where we used to film our unboxings. Yeah, I'm clapping to see if it, you know, how quick it uh, deafens the sound and then comes yeah, back, yeah. you know, that kind of shit. I'm like, these are fucking awesome. They were like 30 bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Those those muffs you can buy like an Academy for the range are great. They're cheap. Only yeah. thing that sucks is you can't use comms with them half mm. the time. Which I didn't need, yeah, because I just, I no. didn't get the comms one. Yeah, I just had the, yep. But for hear protection, they're beautiful. You see those shits in Ukraine right now. Guys are running just their active hearing protection. Then there's no comms to them. They don't care. Oh, okay. But it's, yeah. it's saving their hearing, though. Because, whoo. I yeah. did two tours in Iraq, and I watched the shit in Ukraine, and I'm just like, nope. Mm. No, sir. I don't want any part of that world. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did not fight a peer-to-peer threat, because holy hell, that is insane. Watching those videos yeah. of those dudes going against the Russians, I'm just like, holy fuck. Uh-huh. I that blew my that blew me away. I was just like, "Wow, okay, this is everything I we heard about." <laughs> I never experienced any of this shit. Yeah. So, and then uh, you know, I heard people always making jokes like, "Oh, you're just fighting farmers." So I was like, "No, it's a little more complicated than that. They're not uh-huh. just farmers." But at the same time, they would never do a stand-up fight in Iraq anyway. Afghanistan, man, those dudes were all they, they were they were in it to win it. They were all about it. They would yeah. they would just go toe to toe with the Americans. But the Iraqis, a lot of times, the AQ guys out there and the insurgents, they just hip-shotted us and run. They didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Some some units got in firefights. We never did. I, I think for us, though, the Marines kind of set a precedence with their boat unit in Fallujah because they were wrecking shop in Fallujah. Fan and Fury, they were getting that ass. Those dudes didn't know what to hit. hit. So when we came on the sea with our boats, they'd see us and they'd just be like, yeah, I don't want none of that smoke, man. Because yeah. the boat... Our boats were loaded down. We had miniguns, 50 cals, Mark 19s, 240s, and we'd be in a four-boat stick. That's a lot of heat to bring to a, into, into one one little place if you guys oh, are going to fuck with us. Well, so you they would just in Fallujah I had on here was uh, – he's a Marine. Um, yeah. he, he, he was in for, I don't know, 20 years, you know, retired. Okay. Uh, active duty. Uh, he was in Fallujah. 
he was a uh, oh shit okay he started uh miami infidels airsoft team okay oh, okay okay yeah so uh, when i did the podcast with them it was i had three of them on i had um mm-hmm. i had uh that guy that started uh the miami infidels and then he moved to kentucky and yeah, he yeah. kind of likes to be off the grid you know so i don't blame him i yeah, don't blame him at all and uh and then uh and then steven and robo those three were on uh all together because Steven and Robo were uh, part of the, still in Miami, still part of the Miami Infidels team. So what he okay. does, and this is, uh, I think his, I think his name's Cody, um, the Marine that I was talking with. What's funny is we actually went to boot camp on the same day. Really? October 11th of 1989. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. So you guys were both the out at the exact same time. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he was in Fallujah, man. He he's fucking hardcore, bro. He he took the Fallujah's uh, no joke. He does a like a hell day for yeah. his airsoft team. So he has tryouts or whatever. Oh, like God. yeah, okay. he has people go and for the airsoft team, bro, he doesn't post this video online, mm-hmm. but I was sent a video from somebody else that I had on the podcast that's in Florida. Yeah. And uh, he sent it, sent it to me through um, uh, what's that fucking app? The messaging app you can uh, like talk to people what's that? over. Yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. So he sent me on that, and uh, it, he legit takes these guys through a hell day. So crawling Ugh. through the so smoke grenades. Uh, oh no! CS. <laughs> oh uh, god! A CS grenades crawling through a creek. Like yeah, yeah. low crawling through a creek bed, uh, with you know an actual creek with water in it, um, and then carrying you know team carrying a a giant log just like you know Navy SEALs and shit. I hate that shit. Uh, and <clears throat> the guys at the end, once you get done down to the end, and it's a bunch of calisthenics before that. Okay, then you have to it's navigate so, this. Smoke you first, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, he's got medics on site to help anyone if somebody I would hope so. you know, is, yeah. passes out or vomits uh they get them back going and they have to rejoin they can't quit until the end to make the team so the wow. end they they get down and the whole team takes this uh this log this 400 pound log or whatever it is and yeah. stands it upright one yep. guy has to climb to the top while they're holding it Oh, so Lord. they all help him climb to the top and he sits on the log and they sing uh the national anthem or something like that. Like it's it's fucking nuts, bro. That, and then those guys get to be on the team. Wow. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. shit. This guy is fucking That's awesome, intense, bro. Man. Yeah, That's cool. this guy's awesome. I want to have him on again, but I, I can't get a hold of him. Uh yeah. I need to I need to get uh with uh Steven and Robo. They know how to get a hold in touch with him, but okay. anyway, yeah, he's he's a cool dude. But yeah, he anyway he was talking about being in Fallujah, you know, and uh, how crazy it was. Yeah, like, like I've been kicked off. Yeah, I've been to Fallujah uh, mm. way after that, uh, after it's okay. been pacified. Like gotcha. we used to. So when we when I was there in uh, 08, we would get these credible threats. They'd be like, "Few guys, bring your boats into Fallujah. We're gonna do X Y Z." 
So what do we do? We drop our boats and we go into Volusia. We're like, we're going to go for a boat drive. And we drive right through the area and they wouldn't do shit. They're like, oh, but if you do this again next time, we're going to fuck you up. Like, okay. So we drop our boats and go back again. And they just wouldn't do it. It was the weirdest shit. They would threaten us, but they never would act yeah. on it. Okay. Which I don't blame them. I mean, the Marines kicked their dick off, though. Those guys were probably still, half those guys probably still remembered it. They're probably like, nah, we're good. Uh-huh. Fallujah was a totally different place. Like, when when I got there in 07, you still shouldn't drive a convoy through Fallujah too much. I mean, you you might, you're probably going to take contact. Man, when I was there in 08, 09, yeah. And I went back in 08, 09, man, we drive through there all the time. Rabadi and Fallujah, we would be fine. That we we very rarely saw any contact of any type like oh, that shit. because yeah because these they got their Marines push their shit in those those dudes were yeah. like they kind of lost the will to fight Ram, yeah. between Ramadi Ramadi with the Marines and the SEALs and Fallujah man they they pacified Ambar when when I got out there in 07, it was still kind of a semi hot conflict when I went back in 08, nope we we also signed a SOFA agreement which didn't help but they pacified Al Ambar that's why when when ISIS kicked up and Mosul fell, uh, Ramadi fell again, like, a lot of us were like, what the fuck, man? Because we worked our asses off, and the guys before us even worked even worked even harder, pacifying and, and getting that region, like, decent, where people right. could live and come outside and, like, start, like, building their lives up again. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and no fault to the Iraqi army, those guys put up a hell of a fight, but just ISIS came through... Rough man, they just yeah. pushed, and uh, but they got it back. I mean, the SEAL teams and the Delta, uh, who else? A bunch of units from around the world. They went and helped helped them, and they just routed ISIS and got rid of them. And Mosul, a bunch of the Aussies. So yeah. Mosul was interesting to, but yeah, seeing that though, like having been there, having done that stuff, it was just like, right. damn man, it was kind of depressing when we watched all that shit fall again. We're like, fuck. Like a lot of guys, a lot of vets I knew. That were there before me, like oh five, oh six, and they were just like, "What the fuck was it for?" Blah blah blah. They right. were getting like depressed, and I was just like, "Sure, don't look at it like that, guys. Yeah. You did your job. We did our job. We did what we needed to do. It just sucks that it went this way, but yeah, but 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 you that's have people be, you love. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be one of the most uh, frustrating things when you know, and and I think you know, I did this huge um, study on Vietnam, like the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school. Yeah. So this is like 86, 87. And uh, I was getting books out of the library, f- you know, to study all this stuff. I was fascinated with the uh, Vietnam War and, and, uh, and I was too. Uh, yeah. And how it happened and what happened, you know, and all this. And there was a lot of uh, graphic pictures in some of these books that, oh, yeah. you know, showed the <laughs> war is hell kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was really, I, I just, as I'm reading these stories, well, then it led into that studying, you know, that I guess led into reading books, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that were based, you know, fields of fire. That was like a fucking controversial <laughs> book when that came out, bro. Yeah. And I read that oh, yeah. and I was like, holy shit. And I think that's the, I, I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I think that's what platoon was based on. Uh, I think so. If I remember correctly, it you is know, kind of like. That kind of based grittiness, on the yeah, yeah. But uh, to show like the because all the war movies before that, before Platoon, were uh, mm-hmm. were you know were were two movies. You know, it was always kind of you know just John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that, or it was action movies, you know. So, yeah. and then over the, the top, platoon, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then yeah. Platoon he's, came out. He's and showed, sixty and hitting everybody. Yeah, no shit, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Platoon came out and was like, holy shit! But that that was, uh, you know, a lot of the stories I read and everything that were, you know, just really showed the uh, frustration of the sol- soldiers that, yeah. you know, like Hill Hill. Uh, um, hamburger Hill, right? I forget oh, the number. Yeah, Hamburger Hill. Yeah, Hill six six seven or whatever. The, I can't remember the number, but it was uh, yeah, Hamburger Hill. Uh, read that and then saw the movie, and it was like, the you know they're 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 getting orders. Take it, take it, take it, take it, and yeah. they lose so many guys. You know, just trying to take this hill. All these dumb decisions. Then they take it, and then okay, leave. And yeah, then it gets the end of the hill. And you're like bro, what? That's got to be, you know, one of the most uh, frustrating things with, uh, with these orders like that, like what your guys, you know, your buddies were talking about with uh, Fallujah or somewhere else, you know, just when it, if it gets uh, taken back over after you guys fought and fought and fought and fought and fought. Like, what was it for, man? Fuck, bro. See, I was lucky. So my unit, we didn't lose anybody in combat. Like, not one. We did uh, all three tours. My unit went to Iraq and we didn't lose a person. Um, Good. Yeah. All the people we've lost have been to suicide post deployment. I think we're up to like six or seven now. And it sucks. It's like fuck. And that's not a lot, but that's enough to where we weren't a very big unit. There was like yeah. two hundred of us, two hundred and twenty of us total. And six or seven people out of two hundred is that's a lot. kind of a lot. Yeah. It really yeah, it's kind of a lot. And yeah. uh, but we we were super I mean, I'm not crazy religious, but for the longer better term, we were super blessed to not Lose him, lose anybody. Yeah. And, but it was a different war when we were there. It wasn't as intense as the other guys. Like when we were training up all the Marine instructors, we had all our seniors, they were all like Fallujah vets and Ramadi vets. And these guys had seen some shit. Yeah. So when we were training up to go, you would think we were going to like attack Normandy. And then we got there and we were like, this is not mm. what we were trained to do. Right. My, my second deployment was FID. We did foreign internal defense. We taught and trained Iraqi police to do riverine operations. What? Which is, yeah, it was like way outside of our scope. That's like not what we do, but that's yeah. what they wanted us to do. So it's what we did. So we spent the majority of that deployment teaching the Iraqi police how to do combat boat operations. That was most wow. of our deployment. Yeah. It was, you know, it was wow, nuts. <clears throat> that's why, you know, when you start hearing about these, uh, you know, different forces, like uh, units, like the specialty units like that, you know, maybe that, you know, the Riverines maybe is not like a considered a special forces unit, but it's a specialty we, unit, right? We were it a specialty is. unit. Right. Some of the army leadership, Higher trained. We, we didn't agree with this assessment, but I had heard uh, some of the army leadership considered us on par with the Ranger regiments and we laughed. We're like, no, we're not. Okay. No, <laughs> um, but they, but what they meant by that is they considered us, like you said, a specialty thing right. where we were very specialized and we had our, our job and we had our thing. We just get, we just laugh. We're like, no, we're not rangers. Those guys are hardcore and we're just a bunch of dirty boat guys. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, you we, know, we, those, those guys like uh green berets or one, you know, you know, that saying the, uh, I know a few, we just got to win the hearts and minds. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like we, we've been doing that for so long, like, you know, training these other countries, army yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, to kind of help defend themselves. 
Yep, and that's I, exactly you know, what we were doing. The general rule, uh, you know, anyone that's watching or listen, listen. The general rule about this is it's very, very valuable in human life, just in our universe, to be able to defend yourself. Yep. It is 100% very valuable to be able to defend yourself in some way, okay? Uh, and that is what, you know, you guys with training these other units, uh, yeah. helping them. I mean, that's, re- that's what it is, is to help them, uh, you know, defend themselves so we don't have to stay in that country forever. Exactly. That was <laughs> the whole point was to get them yes. up on their own two feet so we can be like, all right, later. Yeah. We, it, it was fun. It was real, but it wasn't real fun. We're out of here. I have a good one. <laughs> uh, good luck. Right. And like I used to use the analogy, the best way to describe it, I hear people like, why are we in Iraq? Why are we in Afghanistan? This is stupid. I was like, well, it's like a six, it's like a teenage boy knocking a girl up. We can either do two things. We can be a deadbeat dad and we can just be like, yep. And fuck you. Have a good one. Enjoy your, enjoy yeah. trying to rebuild your country. Uh, sorry. We killed your dictator. Uh, bye. Or we could stay around and raise that child. And that's, that's the way I kind of analogized right. it for people. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, we, we stuck around. We raised a child. The child turned out to be a dick. So we're like, well, fuck. This was worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh, a lot. And, you know, we're just going to leave uh, billions of dollars of equipment and ammo oh, and weapons. Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, bro. We'll just leave it all for you. Go ahead. Take it. It's fine. The worst thing in the world is when I see pictures of the Taliban <laughs> driving around in MRAPs carrying M4s. I'm like, what Bro. the fuck? Uh, I never got to Afghanistan. That was I, I tried, never made it out there. Gotcha. Wasn't my, I wanted to. Um, a couple of my buddies got to go uh, that were in the squadron with me after they yeah. left. Uh, they went to different places in the Navy and they got to go on like IAs to Afghanistan. I was like, damn, that's cool. I wish I could have do. I could have done that. Okay. But, I wanted, I, wanted the two, you, I wanted the two campaign ribbons. I wanted Iraq and Afghanistan, but I didn't oh, get it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Ribbon it's whore. Stupid. I know. I wanted it. I was like, that's <laughs> kind of where it's at. I just wish so, it would nice. Plus, I, believed, I really believed in Afghanistan, the mission. Yeah. Uh, not to say I didn't believe in Iraq, but maybe didn't have to go there. Uh, but Afghanistan, I really believed in that one. I was like, you know, Afghanistan, it needs... It, we need to re. We need to get that country stabilized. We need to do blah blah blah, and I so I really wanted to go. That was kind of why I wanted to go to Afghanistan. I ha- I didn't have any like deep re- not, not regrets. It's not the right term, but like there was no part of me that was like, "Yo, Afghanistan's a bad idea." Iraq, I was right. kind of like, ah, there was no hesitation. Was right? Exactly. Yeah. So right, yeah, Iraq was sketchy, bro. Yep. Yeah, we, we went into that one kind of weird. <laughs> he tried to kill my daddy. It's like, okay, Bush. This this going to suck. That, that's the joke I've heard people say that Bush went into uh, Iraq because Saddam tried to kill his dad. Uh, I was like, well, I think it's a little more complicated than that, but right. hey, what, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. He, he was, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, that happened when I was in. I was in Okinawa. I was in Japan at the time. And uh, we, got, yeah, you were, we actually went you, to uh, Naha Port. Uh, and sat on Naha Port waiting for uh, our boat ride over. Oh, wow. And uh, four days in a row. So we go down there, take mm-hmm. all the five tons, get fucking, you know, hauled down there, sit on the yeah, fucking yeah. port, <clears throat> all our fucking shit. We're amped, bro. We're fucking, yes, oh, this is why we joined. 
Okay. Absolutely. I know that feeling. I was amped too. And then all day, all day, all day, nighttime, go back to barracks. Okay. Orders got cake. Oh, we're not, yeah, we're not yep. going. Okay. Next morning, <clears throat> report to the motor pool, head down to Naha Port. Four fucking days in a row, bro. That sucks. I was that sucks so bad. And I'm not kidding. Like after that is when the week after that, when that when when the last day of that final you know stopped and they said okay we're not sending any of you know we're done yeah uh, they sent like a hundred marines from Okinawa to okay. uh, you know to Iraq whatever uh, Kuwait or whatever but it yes. was that week after is when everybody was mind fucked a guy fell out of the second floor window okay we're drunk as oh, shit God. in the barracks. Fell out of the second floor window, broke his back, fell on some shrubs, broke his back. His roommate goes down, fireman carries him up to his bed and throws him in the rack. Okay. Bro, miracle that he wasn't. Another guy, uh, four other guys that was, you know, on our floor went. Uh, there's a walkover bridge over the uh, Okinawa freeway because after 10 o'clock at night, there's no no, uh, speed limit. Yeah, we had him on Yokosuka too over the main highway. Right. And they, of course, they're drunk as shit, and they want to get they want to get some fucking yakisoba. Okay, so, oh, so they're not walking over, <laughs> they're not walking over the walkover bridge, bro. So uh, they run across the street, get hit. Uh, all four of them got hit. Okay, uh, one guy breaks his femur. One guy gets brain damage, like legit. Like yeah, he's yeah. like a he's like a five year old now. Okay. Oh my uh, god! Brain fluid leaking out of his head, out of his nose. Fucking, right? Fucking Okinawa. Uh, he's done f- permanently. And then yeah. uh, another guy, his shoulder, you know, gets ripped out. And uh, but anyway, yeah, they get fucked up. Like all this shit happened the week after we got this, you know, yeah, four yeah. days in a row. And we're just like we're fights. We're fighting like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, we're this just is let- weekend at Okinawa, though. To be honest with you. <laughs> That was pretty much my whole year there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it really was. He was always doing something stupid, and then we'd all get locked down inside. We're like, what the hell happened? All these two assholes in Okinawa did XYZ. We're like, how the fuck did we get locked down? I know, right? Locked down. Oh, my buddy got a, he got a uh, Dear John letter from his wife, you know, while he's over there. Oh, he punches man. through the fucking double pane window, <clears throat> and when he pulls it out, it just, you know, like this. Oh, yeah, right. So he's still holding his beer in his hand, walking down the hall inside the barracks flailing his arms yelling about his wife and blood is dripping from the ceiling on the fucking walls we got to tackle him and wrap his arm up yeah yeah bro he's drunk he doesn't even feel it no no yeah (laughs) and of course your blood's like water when you're drunk so it's just squirting every fucking where oh yeah oh jesus christ good lord that's funny but sad (laughs) right well, he was good. He was fine. You know, everyone was 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 fine after that, except the guy with the uh, the brain damage. He he uh, he got hit by one car, uh, broke his legs, and it flew him over on the other side of the freeway where an oncoming yeah. car, and he landed face first on the uh, I guess the metal part right next to the um, you know windshield. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right on his sinus cavity, so it crushed that. So his sinus cavity. Jesus. So he didn't have, you know, obviously he had a concussion, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Cracked his sinus cavity, so his brain fluid wouldn't stay in his fucking brain, so it kept leaking <sighs> out of his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We had a we always had stupid shit in Yokosuka like that too. Not yeah. to that degree, but yeah, we always had people doing really dumb shit. We're just like, right? guys, guys. I don't know what it is about Japan that makes people do really <laughs> stupid shit, but it's like guys, Saki! man. Bro, what are you did doing? you ever drink a habusaki? We had habusaki. I still have oh, yeah. pictures of habusaki. Oh, yeah. And I tell people about it here and they're like, what? I'm like, no, it's a, you know how I, I'm like, you know, like uh, tequila has the worm in it. I said, yeah. they have sake that has a giant fucking snake in it. And they're like, yeah, no way. A, I'm like, let a, me show you these pictures. I'll pull it up. And they're her. like, holy shit. With, with poison intact. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chew highs? What is it? Do you ever drink Chew highs? No, I don't think so. Oh, they were like a kind of a homemade liquor. Man, shoe highs will fuck you up. That was no, that's no. what we get in Yoko. That's what we get everybody. They would show up and they could drink, and then they'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a shoe high." And they would go to the shoe high stand where they make them for you, not to can shit, but where this lady makes the shoe high for you. And they would have like 22 percent alcohol in it. It would be ridiculous. Oh, and what's they it taste made out of? Uh, some sort of liquor, and then uh, like a like a soda or something. And so they were really, really sweet. They tasted really good. So you'd yeah. be knocking them back. And then you'd be so fucking tore up. <laughs> Guys, we would we would warn people. When they check in, we're like, listen, don't go drink Chew Highs tonight. Or don't follow these other knuckleheads because you need to work up to that because that shit will fuck you up. And yeah. they would go and they'd get... And they're like, of know, course we're going to go do that because you said they, don't. Yeah. They'd go get white girl wasted on Chew Highs and be just fucking <laughs> ridiculous and dumb. And you're just like, Guys, come on, man. You're getting us all locked out again. I stand was off limits. They just banned it. They're like, you can't go there anymore. Oh, shit. We yeah. went, uh, the first week we got to uh, Okinawa, you know, we go to receiving. You don't go to your barracks yet um, yeah. or your unit because, you know, you have to learn all the rules and, okay, we're driving on the left-hand side of the road, not the right hand, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, courtesies and customs and shit. And, um, and then, yeah, oh, and then the don'ts, okay? So the don't do is there's a bar on this street out in town that serves a drink called Oh God. It has opium in it because opium's you know is legal over there, and yeah. uh, and so don't you go do that. On a piss test. Yeah, and we're like, hey, where are we going tonight? To that bar to get that drink because <laughs> I want to get trash. Yeah, oh, every time. Oh my god, for real. Yes. Oh my yeah. god, that's fucking hilarious. So let so, uh, so go over so go over some of your gear back there if you want. Oh yeah yeah sure. Uh, your guns and okay well well let's talk about the guns. Yeah. So I have uh, Tokyo Marui uh, next gen scar here. Uh, I built this up for like a um, Belgian special forces kit I was working on. So this thing is pretty cool. What do you got? Yeah, the I, end? I, I like this. <laughs> this is a suppressor with a mantis, a mantis defense cover, and what? I love this thing. So this is a real suppressor cover. Like these things are okay. magnificent. If you, ha I don't know if you have suppressors or not, but if you do get one, look into these because they have amazing heat mitigation and thermal signature oh, reduction. Shit, they are okay. awesome. I mean, it's like a toy right now, though. Sadly, but I will take this off and put it on a real one eventually. But yeah, this thing is pretty cool. Recoil. I love these things. I got real big into the recoil shocks when I was in Japan. And, uh, uh put this guy back. I've got my Spanish FGE G36 build here. This was pretty fun. That looks badass too, man. Yeah, I built this when I got back to the States. Tracking this light down was a pain in the nuts. 
It's the uh, Insight in old school M3X. And these things were not easy to come by because they're getting really? old and hard to find. Yeah. Okay. Then I got my real 552 EOTech on here. This is the one I actually used in Iraq. And then, um. What? Yeah, I bought Bro. it myself and took it with me. So, yeah, this thing's pretty cool. I mean, that's fucking history, man. Yeah, I dig it. That's why I have a lens protector, though. I don't want to bust it out. But this thing is cool. And I even. So I had to Dremel in this little notch here. I had to custom make that. Because okay. uh, the carry handles, uh, the FGD. The Spanish, the Spanish shield team guys use on their G36s before they switched to 416s. They had this weird notch in them. Couldn't find it, didn't know what it was, so I made it. Nice. Okay. Airsoft ingenuity. Yeah. Uh, I got my other Yamarui right here. Nothing's on it right now. This is my other Gen M4 recoil shock. Love this thing. Bro. Do you, this have you painted first... all these guns? Did you paint all these yeah, guns? Yeah, I painted all these myself. Fucking cool, man. I learned uh, I learned to paint guns when I was at the squadron from a couple scout snipers we had attached to us for our first deployment. They were part of the nice. UAV team. And we got permission by Crane to paint our guns before we went. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to paint my guns. So they taught me how. And then when we got there, after like a few weeks, we were doing a rip, the Riptoa turnover with the Marines. And they made us paint them all black again so we'd be uniformed and matched. And I was like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, that's dumb. Okay. That was so retarded. But Dumb as shit. Yeah, my gun looked super homeless because I had to like... <laughs> they wanted me to strip the paint off, and I couldn't, so I just spray-painted it black. And then eventually it started wearing off, so you had, like, black paint chipping off, and then tan paint <laughs> under it, and then the actual finish. It, oh, it looks so bad. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that but this is thing funny. is cool. This is my first gun I bought in Japan. This guy right here. No shit, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Fuck that you still have it. Yeah. Okay. And then, let's go down the list. I've got this Lancer. This is, my, this is one of the first gun reviews I ever did on my channel, was this Lancer Tactical Gen no 2. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I, then I painted it up because I thought it was look kind of cool. Right. Was it tan originally? <laughs> no, it was uh, black. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is actually my light from my rifle in Iraq, too. <laughs> Badass. It's kind of cool. It's yeah, it is. BB blew out the glass, though, as you can see. Oh, yeah. Bro, it still works. It's fucking vintage, man. The light still works. There you so go. It's pretty cool. That's weather, uh, okay. Exactly. Weather storm. It's got a, some... This thing is my newest project. This is my MCX for my, my Ukraine kit. That is awesome, bro. This Holy thing's a pain in the nuts, man. <laughs> so VFC... Fucking son. I hate VFC right now. So they made this gun. Yeah, th so they made this gun, right? And it's a nice gun overall. I mean, I got a nice stock on it. You know, I had to re I had to put a new grip on it because the original grip fucked up, and I was like, so the motor motor plate would start coming out on me, so the uh -huh. gun would just stop working in mid game. Right. I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So I had to get a new grip, fix that issue. Uh, these these ports here, well, they're just for show unless you get one of these really small clips from Action Army, which I had to oh, find. Oh, okay. Which was a big shout out to one of my viewers because they actually turned me on to that. Because oh, nice. otherwise, otherwise, you can't use them. They're just for they're just for show. Because the gearbox is in the way. I was like, "Fuck you, VSC man!" Oh my god. Um, different rail system. I had to put a new rail on here for the Ukraine look. Um, okay. But inter internally, though, so in the Magwell, the wires they did a front wired gun, rear wired gearbox. So they'd run the wires through here and through the Magwell. So your wires would get in the way. You start chopping them up with your magazines. Oh my god. Yeah, 
So I had to buy it. I don't know. I had to buy a secondary part from Lalax to run the wires differently. Um, fix that issue. Then the mags themselves. So wonky. The mag well was wonky. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. I had to put like Velcro in there. Oh yeah, I see something in there. Okay. Yeah. Just oh, so to the make mags it tight. Actually, so, but yeah, so the mags would even seat and fit. They're not. Yeah, they're not wobbly. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise they, they would just fall out. Yeah, we had, they wouldn't we had a couple guns in. like that. Yep. But but this Same is thing. a beautiful gun though. It's really overall. nice. Now what what is that on the end? Is it what kind of suppressor? Oh, or? it's a replica. It's an air. Uh, the air release. Uh, yeah, it's a airsoft artisan. Um, seven six two Ti Sig suppressor. Nice. You could put a tracer unit in here. So oh, it's got a cavity from. So it's got a cavity like from like here to about yeah. there. Okay. And you could drop like an Acer Tech in there. Oh shit, that's awesome. It's on my to-do list for this nice. thing. But okay. this gun is this gun's stupid fun. I, I the build itself was a lot of fun. Uh, this optic, I had to. It looks like an M4S. I had to get this from Japan because uh, it was crazy hard to find, and then. Uh, I had to get the riser for this. It's like a real riser to fit in there to make this yeah. damn thing. These are real sick iron sights because because oh, the gun didn't come with iron sights. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Again, I was like, VFC, what are you doing, man? So I had to buy these things. They're nice. I mean, they're cool. I'll put them on a real rifle eventually. But You don't need like sights for a fucking airsoft gun, bro. Don't you know that? I, I know you don't, but I just like the way it looks. <laughs> I know. Just I'm a total That's why they didn't send it with it. Yeah, you know, probably they're like, ah, I don't need that shit. <laughs> so that gun could be a pain in the ass, but it is what it is. Hold on, uh, you see my 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 booty shorts? Yeah, yeah buddy, the, the silkies. That's all right. Then I got this. In. Oh, I love silkies, man. That's all I wear. I got this rifle. It's like a Block Two style setup. Nice. That's what my son normally runs right now because okay. he's a poor kid and. He can't afford his own gun, <laughs> so he uses mine. He's well, got a, teenagers, man. They don't yeah, exactly. Yet, you know. Oh, he's 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 chomping at the bit to get a job. He's like, please. I'm like, not yet, man. We're about to move, then you can get a job. But the the uh, ACOG's nice though, because I've got the actual um, Trijicon little uh, RMR wing mount on here. I don't know what that is. Uh, it just guards the red the red dot. So this these are like separate, but it's a real mount. These oh, right so here. so the so red dot the red in, inside there. Yeah, it's back and there. That, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that guards the sides of it, so it's yeah. like a protected. Yep, Holy I got shit. that for my okay. Aussie kit because that's how the Aussies run their right their optics. Oh, that's cool shit. Okay, so that that optic is supposed to be on this gun, but uh, it's not because my son's using it. Yeah, and I got this little bitty uh, crank. Normally, this has an ACOG on it, too. Hold on. There it is. So normally, I have a rail on here. I put this ACOG on there. Because that is from the video game um, Metal of Honor Warfighter. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I built, I, built, uh, I built the dude's, like, checked out, tricked out AK from that game. That's cool as fuck. I ended up. It I was, love that it was paint really job fun. on it. Thanks, man. How did you? Yeah, do this that? was fun. How'd you get that pattern? Uh, use a sniper, use a rattle, uh, spray can, right? Yeah, I just use rattle can. But I use sniper mesh. Lay the mesh over it and just mm. easy, easy day, easy to do. 
Nice. And then the last, last big old boy here. This gun is so ridiculously fun. And I built this for my Ukraine thing too, originally. Kind of like sort of a Russian AK. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. So, and I love the paint on that too. That's a, uh, you know, the, thanks, man. the green. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a, I put a, um, uh, crank style flash hider on here and then I got a nice light on this side. Okay. And I used a, I got these, uh, light caps from 100 concepts. I love these things. Oh, that's they're awesome. awesome. They're great. So for real world, they're awesome because they're going to stop you from accidentally setting off your light. You know, if gotcha. you turn it on, you're not going to like have it in D right. with the light. Yep. But they're great in airsoft because they'll protect your lens. If you're not using your light. Right. So 100 Concepts, I'd reviewed these on my channel, and they, I, I was like, these things are awesome. And I, I found them from um, this guy, Blakewater, on Instagram. He's a former recon marine, and he turned me on to these. I mean, not like me personally, but he had them on his channel, and I was like, oh, word, that's dope. So, no shit. Blakewater? Blakewater. Like zero something. Okay. He's, he's got so much good information. Uh, and then, this is a real... Um, uh, Fab Defense stock. I got it. At a, I got it at like a res, uh, a resale shop here in San Antonio for like forty bucks. Nice. This thing is fucking cool, and it looks good on the gun. But this is an Arcturus, and these things oh, are fantastic. Yeah, bro, we got one of those oh. in a mystery box. They're fucking awesome. Oh, they are so good. I was. I, this is the Asian one, so it came with like all the medical furniture originally. And Bro, when we got ours, this thing is heavy as fuck. We we tested yeah. it out. We did a review, and then I I did a giveaway with it. And the guy that won, I didn't have yeah. restrictions on our giveaways, like yeah, for yeah. U.S. only or whatever. So the guy that won was actually a uh, uh, Woodland Warriors. They have a YouTube channel. They're in the Netherlands. Okay. Oh so, shit! Okay. And this fucking thing was a it was an Arcturus uh, AK forty seven, full size, full metal. Beautiful. Bro, this thing costs like two hundred fifty bucks to send him to, it. and he's like, "Oh my god, you don't, you don't you don't have to send it. Like that's as much as the gun." <laughs> so no, yeah. I'm gonna send it, bro. But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that that thing is heavy as hell, man. Oh, uh, heavy. I, I, you have to lift if you're gonna. You buy that yeah. gun if you're not into lifting. You better start going to the gym. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an Alphonse gun. Okay. Oh, absolutely. God, Alphonse is ridiculous. <laughs> that kid is huge. Bro. I was like, how are you not in the military? For real, he, he's got great content though. I love Alphonse. Yeah, he stuff. does. Yep. Tokyo uh, Marui uh, five seven. Oh, dude! Nobody has those. Nobody has this those. Is, yeah, so I got this for my Belgian kit because this is the sidearm they carry. This yeah. is so much fun. So much fun. I love this gun. Yeah, they all have so, Glocks. They all have the uh, TM, the high cappas, the Glocks. That's, the... that's a mag for it though. Look at that, bro. That's it's cool. Huge. I remember when the real 5.7 came out. I remember I was I was reading Gun yeah. Mags back when it came out, and they showed this one article showed uh, you know the uh, 5.7 going through that round when that round first yeah, came yeah. out, going oh, through like ridiculous. a ballistic helmet and shit. You know, yeah. you know high P90, speed, bro. Yeah, P90 spits that thing out like like a fire hose. Mm-hmm. I got a Glock, two Glocks. I got this one. Nice. So this was a Union Fire Company. Uh, I brought it back from Spain. And I ended up buying a metal slide, and then I blued it myself, so it nice. would actually blend in. Oh shit! That was okay. that was that was a lot of fun actually, taking the aluminum and then bluing. Yeah, it. how'd you do that? I just got a bluing kit from like a Academy Sports and just yeah. put it on. 
No, because it was like a. It started to fade, as you can see a little bit here. Oh yeah, the wire yeah. for the holsters. Uh-huh. So you can see the aluminum. You can see the silver aluminum under it, but it still right. looks pretty good. I'll probably re-blue it just for fun. Okay. And I got some rubber Ranger bands on here for the grip. Nice. Make it a little better. Yeah. And then my lanyard. I love lanyards. This thing. I've had this lanyard since 2006. Love really? this thing. Yeah, Gym Tech. I cannot speak highly enough you know, about Gym Tech lanyards. Most people don't use those, bro. I know. I'm a boat guy. We always carry lanyards yeah, on the boat. Yeah, for sure. I so, mean, they're useful. But they're super fantastic, especially in airsoft, because if you're digging around and you don't have a good holster, or, you, or your holster is kind of eh, and this shit yep. comes out, at least yep. you're not going to lose your pistol on the field. It's going to be exactly. hanging from you. Oh, and I got, cool. a little, I got a real TLR1S on there. Okay. I love that light. It's fucking awesome. My, my wife got me that for my birthday in Spain. She's awesome. Damn. Yeah. She, then I got this. So were you, were you guys married when you went to Spain? You guys were already married? Yeah. Yeah, I got married uh, in 2003, right before I joined oh, okay. the Navy. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've been married for almost 20 years. The whole time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, yeah. she's dope, man. I'll show, you, I'll show you the thing I got for Christmas in a second. I got Surefire 300 on here. I painted this pistol. It's for my FG. You painted it. Yeah, they, it looks awesome. They paint them. They, not enough people paint pistols, weirdly enough, but the FG no. do. So I it, it works for the kit, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. And then, oh, uh, you got so much stuff. USP for my Aussie stuff. I had rail. a bunch of cool. I had a rail on here, the, the proper GG and G rail. It's just in you a box what, somewhere. You know what I love about those uh, styling hmm. guns is the fucking trigger guard, bro. It's big oh, enough yeah. for the you know for for gloves. Trigger guard's huge. Yes. Huge. If you got fat potato fingers and you got gloves yeah. on, okay, it works great. <laughs> yeah, it has me paws, man, and this thing just feels so good. <laughs> it's beautiful in there. And then um. I got a couple Berettas, of course, because I've got a million and one holsters for these things. Yeah. So you can't go wrong with an M9. Right. And then uh, I got the last three are kind of iffy. I don't have mags for this anymore. It's a SIG 229, the shorty SIG. Nice. I've had this gun for, God, 15 years almost. Wow. I love this gun. And then this you one. You still I, have it. That's cool as fuck, though. Yeah. This one's broken, though. Same time frame I got that one. This is 1911, but there's 1911, no outer barrel. Yeah. Well, I can get it to go back. Oh. And there's no outer barrel. Oh, it broke shit. off a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly. cool. And then I got this uh, Glock 19. I got this around the same time as the other one. I've had this for like 12, 13 years. Oh, that's cool. And I don't have mags for it anymore. Gotcha. But uh, it works, though. Yeah, and then uh, I'll show you this, this kit. Uh-oh. Bear with me. I'm still in here. I promise. See Oh, you're good, bro. <laughs> My wife got me this for Christmas. Uh, it's a Pharaoh Concepts V5. FCPC version 5. What? Yeah. Bro. I have a Haley, I have a Haley, uh, Haley Strategic Cummerbund on it, and then I've got the back panel for it with the Dombasodia. There's a, a, unit in, a unit in Ukraine that sells patches. Uh, Northside Group. Okay. So I bought a bunch of, you know, the hat I'm wearing too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I bought a bunch of like patches and hats to support them so they can get night vision goggles and shit. Holy shit, dude. Now, what was that knife on the side there? Oh, that is on the other side, right? Where's it right here? What did I do with it? I actually have a review coming up about this. Ooh. So this is a cool ass knife. I love these things. I can get out of them. 
Yeah, push it up. Yeah. Come on, boy. There we go. It's a CRKT kiss knife. Oh, God. That is fucking awesome, bro. I love this thing. Holy shit. super, Super tiny. I've carried one of these for uh, about six years now. Yeah, I've had, I, have like, I have like three or four of them. I bought one uh, for my airsoft kit. I had one on my work kit. I always just tucked it in, so I always had it. Because when you're on a boat, you need a blade all the time. You because right. you have to unfoul your props or whatever. But these things are tiny, and they look like a money clip. Yeah, it's it's really thin. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a standard knife clip. Uh-huh. So you can kind of have it in your pocket and. Or it's just shove some chain bills in there and be good, and then you always right, got a knife. It won't, it won't look like it won't set anybody off. Like exactly, you have a knife. Yeah, okay. And, and it fits. Here's the best part, though. Why I like them. It fits in one inch. Oh, that's awesome. Just steps away. Pretty great. That. Yeah, love that knife. I always. I'm a big, big proponent. If you play outdoors and airsoft, you should have a knife. Um, not to pull on anybody, of course, because that'd be ridiculous. But yeah. you might need to cut. I, I've been wrapped up in briars before. Oh shit! So bad, I had to like cut them off. I was like, "This is bullshit. <laughs> I hate this." Yeah. Place. Right. Um, or just opening MREs, opening medical stuff. If you've got yep. someone hurt, you need to open it up. Mm-hmm. Like I believe the med kit's pretty big in airsoft. For sure. A lot of guys like this is what I just reviewed on my channel recently. It's inside here. It's a. Uh, Oh, I forgot to pull it out. I should just go to my channel and review it. No, I'm not going to do that guy. But this thing's great. It's like a Medic 7 pouch, ultralight backpacker, like, medic kit. And it fits perfectly in that LBT 9022. And it's in, like, a waterproof bag, and then within a waterproof bag. And all your, oh, shit. This is, all your, okay. this is all the basic stuff you would need. If you're, right. I mean, you're not going to deal with real, you're not going to deal with GSWs and airsoft, but you might deal with cuts, lacerations, burns, insect, right. in, insect bites. That's all in here. It's a hiker's one. Yeah, I mean, a GSW is is an open wound, so yeah. you need, you know, all the basic shit for that kind of yeah. stuff, you know. Well, and that's because a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes. I'm going to talk about you. Sorry, um, don't carry shit like this at a, at a game, and it, it looks cool. Let's LBT IFAC. But is this the surgeon need... kit that has like the fucking the like all the high end shit, but it doesn't yeah. have like antibacterial, <laughs> alcohol wipes, and band aids? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I've right. got like needle decompression tourniquet, uh, like hemostatic gauze. I've got golden yeah. chest seals in here. I've got right. uh, nasal pharyngeal airways, but I'm not going to be giving someone a nasal pharyngeal airway in an airsoft game. I exactly. hope exactly. But all these, I yeah. When these guys start buying them, they, uh, they, you know, they're getting the the, the real trauma kits, and I'm like, bro, yeah. Uh, no, where's I, the where's the antibacterial? Yeah, bullet the chest seals. I'm like, you don't need that, fucking, man. Yeah, you don't need a chest seal. Okay, nobody's gonna get shot through the chest and and be uh, sucking for air. Okay, sucking chest wound. Yeah. Goddamn airsoft. Unless but, they so fall on, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, you know, a lot of people don't realize, bro. When you get cut on your hands, uh, your hands are the most, uh, you know, the dirtiest thing on your body because it's not uncovered, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah. Especially if you're not having gloves. Uh, you're picking shit up. You're touching shit uh, with bacteria in it. So you get a tiny cut on your hand, and you're like, oh, I'm trying to be the tough guy. I don't need to clean that out. I don't need to t- take care of that. Yeah, wait 24 hours because it doesn't take long. 
for yep. to get infected. Okay. Yep. And then you're going to, and, and once it gets beyond that point, I don't care how much you cut it. You know, those old movies that used to show they would recut their cut mm-hmm. and bleed mm-hmm. it out. No. Yeah. No. It, once it's beyond that, that doesn't work. Okay. You see, can you see this little divot in my hand? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've had that. I got that. That's from a, I cut myself or something. This, this was 2001, 2002. I was playing ice hockey a lot. I'm a goal. I was playing goalie. Oh, so goalie gloves are gross. They're always dirty and gross. This oh, thing yeah. would not heal. It kept, I, it kept pussing up. And I was like, what oh, the yeah. fuck? Eventually after like, it would make me worry. I was like, do I have AIDS? Cause this thing won't heal. I'm dying. <laughs> I have cancer or AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I was hypochondriac. You going to die. I was like, I'm going to die. I'll lose my hand. I got to cut my hand off. Uh, Months and months down the road of it, just continually getting just infected and gross. I pushed on it one day real hard to pop the pus out, and then this like little sliver of something came out. It was like a splinter in there, <gasps> and that what? and that's how yeah, that's how it healed afterward. Holy I have a permanent fuck. divot in my hand. Yeah, and, uh, because you, I mean, your body was rejecting this foreign yeah. object, right? It was probably a, it was probably a sad thing. It was probably a splinter from my goalie stick. I probably grabbed right, it, right? Right, but. But it was there for months because I couldn't keep it That's clean crazy, enough. Bro. And I would wrap it. I'd still put my hand in and I'd, play, I'd go play hockey. And I was like, what the fuck? I, for, yeah. I'm not joking. I thought I had cancer. I was like, I'm fucking dying. It won't heal. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, uh, I sad. have a piece of shrapnel in my thigh. And um, the uh, oh, God, was sorry. like, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Navy guy was like, uh, we'll take it out. But um, I think your body's accepting it. You know, because it was like a month later yeah. when I went and got it checked. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Okay, but yeah, it, I've never mine. had a problem with it, so it's yeah, fine. Buddy mine's got so apparently your your, your body accepts lead, uh, but not yeah. splinters <laughs> from wood. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> like I've got this uh, goofy ass. Like this whole thing is optics. It's got like a bin of optics, bro. What? <laughs> This fucking guy over here. See, you're like the sleeper, okay? Uh, you're like one of the sleepers I have on these channels, or I have on this podcast, where you have this channel. I'm looking at your reviews on your on your YouTube channel. I'm like, okay, yeah. he does some reviews. He's got, you know, he's doing some, uh, you know, this is cool. I look at your YouTube, your, uh, your Instagram, and then all, uh, and then I have you on here, and it's fucking like Fort Knox in this yeah, bitch, okay? <laughs> Holy shit. I got to kind of organize. I mean, I took my time. I love it. I've got like, you can't see this off camera. I got like ammo in one bin. I got uh, batteries in another. Yeah, it's all batteries. Bro. And that one's full of just mags for the pistols. Uh, Back here, all these are mags down here. I don't know if you can, can you see that? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So every gun, the mags kind of correlate with it. Oh shit. How fucking organized is that, man? Not as good as it could be. Honestly, and and you you've got a wife that's you know been with you since your your whole military yeah. career, yeah, uh, just like mine. Uh, and She's then, an airsoft widow too. Yeah, airsoft, and she supports your hobby. She buys yeah, she shit, you know, cool shit. Yeah, I mean, she hooked me up. I got these gloves this year for Christmas from her. Like I just sewed, Bro. we just sewed these uh, little five fifty cords on to hang them. But these okay. Oakley gloves, you like seventy dollar Oakley gloves, man. Bro, she hooked me up. My wife's dope. That my kids cool. are the same way. My my son got me this pouch on here. It's like a it's a replica of the dope pouch by uh, by Pharaoh because he couldn't <laughs> oh, nice. afford 
He couldn't afford a real one, so he got me a fake one. And it's actually really nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I reviewed it. It'll be coming on the channel probably, oh, excuse me, probably a few weeks from now. Oh, okay. Uh, it'll maybe, maybe close to the end of January. Now that review yeah. will be up. And then um, just little crazy shit like that. My, my kids are, like, all about it. And my wife's, like, my son. My son's big into Airsoft now. My okay. oldest son. My youngest son is kind of like, eh. But my oldest is, like, He's in it to win it. He's he's all about it. Now, have any of you ever played paintball? Yeah, I have. My kids haven't. I have. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. That was the direct... So it was either paintball or airsoft for me when I first got into this. Right. And air, airsoft just kind of took off more because I liked... There wasn't a lot of woods ball and like... Uh. Um, like Mil- there, there was some, but it wasn't a lot. And I wanted that. That's what I wanted from airsoft or yeah. the, the paintball. Uh and then I found airsoft, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is what I want to do. This is yes. cool. Like I want to be able to use my gear at work. Like when I was when I was a riverine, um, I would go and take this fucking thing out at Balhack. Uh, I showed you earlier the forty three, and I taped it up like my real gun. Like yeah. the feeder taped up the same way, the grip, the handles taped up the same way because I wouldn't carry a sling when I was carrying a gun for real. I would." put it in a uh, carabiner on my H harness and just kind of stick the handle in there. So it would be like this. Oh, and then when I needed it, I just pull it oh, off. So you put the tape on work. and won't, it's easier to carry and it won't dig into your skin. Okay. Yeah, and it won't dig into the carabiner because there's finger grooves on this thing. Right. right. When you tape it up, it can slide in and out of the carabiner. Uh-huh. Got and it. then I couldn't do it the exact same way. Cause on this gun, there's no sling post back here. Gotcha. But uh, in the real, on the, my real one, I would run 550 cord from here all the way down to the sling post, and I made a handle. So uh, when we were doing yeah. warfare and we're, we're fighting from the prone, if we do we do something called like a uh, shift back, so you just kind of like on your belly the whole time, you slide away from it, and I could get it farther away and then pull it to me. Mm. And that's what that was for. Uh, that was just a warfare trick one of the SEALs showed me, and I was like, that's yeah. kind of cool. And I, I took it on board. And same with the taped up the feet, because they've got like pretty sharp little claws at the bottom yeah, of your feet. Yeah, right. So when you try to pull it towards you, it digs into the grass. Oh, and then, right. But with this, it still gives you enough purchase to, like, push into the gun and, like, uh-huh. dig the bipod, but not enough to where when you pull it, it's going to slide to you. That was oh, the whole point. Fucking but nice. I bought this so I could go play airsoft with it and be a nerd, but still do some of the same things I was doing real world. In, at, in real world. Shit. I could still kind of practice. Yeah. And it was right. a lot of fun. Like I had like a HR to set up and that's that's fucking awesome. I guarantee you, bro. Most people watching this or listening to this do not know those fucking pro tips right there. Okay, probably not. I, I learned that oh, shit from like real. a bunch of old salty seal dudes. They're like, <laughs> right? that's what we, this is what we did in fucking Vietnam and after Vietnam. And <laughs> this is what we did in the nineties. I was like, oh shit, when we were training like, the guys oh. with the old fucking uh, gr- really faded green. Tattoos, right? Like yeah, the original yeah. tattoos. We had we had this one instructor. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know if he's what yeah, that. But that's good. he was super. He was super dope. But this dude, this dude was a platoon leader and a 43 gunner, and that's like hard as hell to do to give orders and directions and still keep the big gun up and fighting. Yeah. And he was like, he was a guru. This guy had done it all. Like he learned from the old Vietnam guys, and then he was in the 90s into 2000s. Yeah. Um, and this dude knew everything about the 43. I, I sat there and just soaked up everything from him. Right. Like he, he, he would, he would let us do all sorts of crazy shit. When we we're out in the field. He'd be like, 
if you guys want to do Frito Bandito, that's what you call it when you put the belts over across your body. He's like, go ahead, oh, right. try it. See, see if see if you like it. See if it works for you. And then he told us like shit. The team guys used to do is they would spray paint their rounds black to keep it from reflecting, from shiny, yeah. But he warned us. He was like, yeah, you can do that. It does work. However, comma, it's going to gunk up your gun because of paint, oh, the sure. heat, and it. right. And we're just like, I would never fucking thought to do that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, we used to do like. So with this, because it's an airsoft gun, I have to have the box on the side. Right. Uh, but my buddy used to do what's called a bag feeder. So he would run rounds from his pouch on his kit right to the gun, which was awesome. But the problem is, if he needed to hand that off to somebody to climb over an obstacle, he has to break that link, hand yeah. the gun over, climb over. And I, So I stuck with the box. But what I did is, um, oh, I don't have it in here. I'll show you. So I did the, you know, the, two, the 762 rounds that come in that little box. When you pull them out. So I would take that box and then you would take uh, like 90 mile an hour tape and you would wrap around the box and around the box. And then when you wrapped up top like that, you would make a handle on the, oh. on the box. Right, right. And then, so you could pull it out of your pouch and then drop it into uh, this guy. You can just drop it into here because I, I used one of these on the side of my 43. Oh, so nice. I would just drop boxes in and then link up that way. And then if I needed to and i didn't want the box anymore i could just pull the rounds out and take the box off and do whatever i want to do oh, that's TV. cool bro and uh i'm making a mess uh but it was it was a good time i loved it and i tried every conceivable way of running that gun and i found what worked for me and what i liked because our instructors were super cool about it. they were like yeah figure it out just go do your thing oh that's cool shit man yeah i, I loved it <laughs> it was fun. wild Oh, uh, so helmets too. Like I, I, you can't see it. I've got a shelf behind me, and I've got like all my helmets on it. Um, like the Spanish helmet I built. This thing is stupid. <laughs> so this thing here is an Opcore replica. The only thing left on here that's fake is the shell. I'm I'm such a like lame asshole. I was like, I must have it realistic. Oh, and the and the shroud, the shroud. Okay. Well, this, the the Spanish dudes had a really specific setup, and it sucked because really? at the yeah at the time there was no replica of this of this right here. This is the worm dial, so I had to get a real Opscore worm dial mat like uh, helmet pad and everything. That was like two hundred bucks. I was like, what? God. Oh yeah, my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, don't judge me, <laughs> don't judge me, lady. Like I like the charge in PLS. They didn't have repros of these lights yet. Um, the real, like, uh, counterweight, you know, I actually got a review of this coming soon, finally, okay. uh, real strobe, uh, and, uh, like nice real patches. And then, yeah, the whole help the rails are real. I've swapped them out cause the old, the, the fake rails sucked so bad. And I was, I was struggling <laughs> to keep shit locked into them. Really? So I found a real, yeah, I found a real set and just put them on there. I got them cheap, but this whole helmet's pretty much real Opscore now, except for, like I said, the actual shell and this, right. this mount. I refuse to buy a real one because I'm not running nods. Yet. Yet. Uh, oh, yet. Jesus. Um, I got uh, a life board with it. Mrs. Muddy, do not listen to this, okay? Because nods are going to put you in a second mortgage, all right? <laughs> I'm bored, man. Because uh, where we're moving, there's a huge hog problem. And you got to be able to go out and take those hogs out. So I was like, I sold her on. I was like, let me get some knives. I'm going to get me a, a new oh, 7.62 rifle. And she's like, oh, okay. 
Maybe. If she knows how much they are. She looks at me like I've lost my mind when I say, oh, my God. She's like, <laughs> right? that's your PTSD, dude. No. <laughs> I'm like, come on, I want nuts. And I, I've got real helmets. This one's kind of cool. Since we're doing show and tell. This is a uh, Aussie, Aussie helmet. What? It's a, uh, oh, that ra- looks ra- cool. Yeah, thanks, man. It's a Rabintex uh, attack helmet. Okay. And these things are stupid difficult to come by for the most part. Really? Because they don't have the flare on the side like a Mitch. Right. It's flat. Yeah. And a lot of times these will go for about 800 on the secondary market easy. Holy yeah. shit. Like the mount's real. It's a real Aussie mount, real strobe. Like this helmet's worth probably a... Well... I don't know about current prices. At one point, this helmet was worth well over a grand altogether. Well, how did you find it? Uh, Spain. Or when did when did you find it? In Spain. When I got to Spain, uh, really, a Russian dude was selling it, and I got it for three hundred bucks. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm buying that." This was so one of the last. You're in be- Spain. Uh, you buy an Australian helmet from a Russian guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was what? wild, right? American Navy guy buys Australian helmet from Russian. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. He was another airsofter, and he had it, and he was getting rid of it. So I was like, I'll take it. But that's again why I keep my airsoft life and my real life separate because that sounds really weird, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, okay. no. He, but he was in, he just happened to be in the Russian Federation at the time, and he was selling it. So I got it real cheap, three hundred bucks, and I was like, fuck yeah. Because this was a holy, nothing was a holy grail item for my Aussie kit. Mm -hmm. I wanted one so bad, but you couldn't find them, and I just lucked into it. It was really like kind of brought the. It sounds weird, but it really brought the kit together because that one of those helmets that's just not common. Like I see people asking for them all the time in the forums. They're like looking for a Rabintex attack helmet. I was like, I got one, and I'm selling it. (laughs) And I got like uh, three different Mitches up there. I got a 2002 and a 2000, and then. I'll, here, I'll grab the 2000 if I can reach it. Yeah, grab Show us one at least. The, well, the 2002 is cool because it's my, it's my helmet. I, I finagled it when I left. So that's the helmet I deployed in. The other one, I'll pull it down. This is not this one, though. But I got this set up for a video game, actually. Uh, what, Tarkov? Ace, Ace Combat. Oh, okay. the airplane, oh airplane, The airplane video game. This is OCS. What? Yeah. So in the lore, in the lore of their game, they have this paramarine unit for the for that country. So I was building a paramarine kit. Oh, that's <laughs> wild! Yeah, it's, it's a nice. Oh, helmet. I played that game so much, but I sucked at it, and I, I just I love Ace Combat. So I'm bad at driving games and fucking flying games. So I loved the game. I loved yeah. it, but I just oh, I, I was it. I was horrible at it. I'm a total Ace Combat nerd. My son. My oldest son's really into it right now. I got him the flight controls the for Christmas. So. Yeah, no yeah, shit. he's oh yeah, he's geeking so hard over it. But yeah, this thing was fun, man. Uh, I got the custom made pa- the flag, custom made, and then I got this is my this is my stroke for my for my deployments actually. This is VIP. I love this thing. This is how I painted it when I was in Iraq. Holy and then uh, I got these real arc rails for the Mitch, and then I got this real Nerodos mount for it. I got these like dirt cheap off the eBay. Then I got this fake counterweight, so I spray painted it to make it look better. This thing is so much fun. No, no, no. I'll grab another helmet real quick. So it's worth showing and telling. Why not? I'll show you my real one from my deployment. 
I changed some parts out from it, though. So, originally I had a Neronos 3 hull mount. The cool black one like you see like an American sniper that he has, like the triangle. Right. Um, that's what we were issued, but I had somehow got my hands on a second helmet. And then, so when I left, I <laughs> somehow turned, you ac- you acquired it. That's what we I, call I it. Okay, one. you acquired it. Yes, I, I acquired another helmet. And when I left, I turned that in. I had both with me, and uh, I turned in the one helmet. And then the guy in supply was like, "You know what? I don't need both. Just keep that one. It's pretty torn up." Go. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So it was my <laughs> my deployment helmet. So I, I did two tours in this thing. Same Holy chest strap. Shit, bro. Only thing that's different is I changed the mount out because. Uh, I wanted this is like a FG&E Spanish SEAL team mount for like their because back in the day they used to run these helmets not off scores. Oh, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna switch my helmet over to a Spanish helmet." So that's a build in progress. That's cool shit. Okay, because I'm a huge nerd. No, that's cool. As fuck. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got a couple more up there that I bought at like sales store that found helmets down here in San Antonio for like eighty bucks. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'll buy it." Because I'm trying to build another helmet, because, again, I'm a huge nerd. Um, I've got all sorts of stupid kit around. Uh, i got this RRV. I love this thing. This Rhodesian setup. What? This thing is so much fun. Oh, that's If cool. you, your viewers or anybody out there has never used an RRV, hands down one of the best chest rigs ever made. Really? Oh, yeah. I love them. And the best part is you can add a back panel to it from a, you can take the, either get a real back panel or you can take the back of a MBAV plate carrier and then hook it to the front of that thing. And then now you have a front and back. Now you have like a sideless plate carrier. Oh shit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's then I've got, I've got these big ass bins. Oh, oh, see here, here. I'll turn the camera a little bit. So like right there, you can oh, see that bin. Yeah. Yeah. I got like seven of those under this table that I'm sitting on right now. It's full of a kit. Bullshit. <laughs> That's cool, I, I, have, I have so much stuff. My my wife's like, dude, you have too much shit. I'm like, yeah, I probably do. Oh, and she bought you a another thing to add to it at Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so she's like, you have too much stuff. But then she gets me this wonderful Christmas present. But I told oh, her now she's man. an. I told her she's an enabler. She's an enabler. I was like, you're an enabler. It's your fault. You're an addict. It's all okay. you. I am. Oh, I am. I. <laughs> so I used to get teased all the time, and you'd know what I'm talking about. You were a marine, mm-hmm. the gear guy. Oh, the fucking you kid. I would get so much shit for being in the gear because they're like, oh, that's dumb and stuff. But then every time we go out in the field, someone would need something or something would break and they'd come up, hey, bro, you got any zip ties? Hey, bro, you got any 550 cord? Like, yep. Of course I do. I have all that shit all the time because I'm prepared. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'd get, a new, I'd get a new piece of kit and I'd be using it and they'd be like, that looks really comfortable. I'm like, it is really comfortable. But you made you, you want to give me shit for being a kit guy. But now you want my now you want my help. Okay. I see oh, that. that's where the trading comes in, bro. We we used to oh, bet and trade and fucking that's how people make extra money on the side. Oh, dude. <laughs> I've got so much gear that I got just given to me. Yeah. Um and then you would trade it off. You'd be like, hey, I'll trade you for this, I'll trade you for that. And right. we'd buy our own stuff and swap stuff around. I've got oh, yeah. patches from overseas, I've got pouches and stupid like, shit. Real like civilians don't even realize how much the barter system is still oh. in full-on effect full in the military, bro. What, <laughs> what people don't understand, too, and trip out about, they'll be like, 
perfect, like I showed you the helmet, I got to, they're like, hey, you don't need to turn that back in. There's a lot of stuff, once it gets to a certain degree, because they're going to dermo the helmet, so he's like, just, I don't want it back. You, you turn one in, check mark, okay, cool. Right. But once you're, if it touches your body, or you're going to, they're not going to take it back. They're just going to like keep it. Sleeping bags, uh, uniforms, yeah, uh, yeah. sweaters, hats. Uh, right. Sometimes, sometimes if you're lucky, helmets. Um, certain pouches. They were they were derboing a bunch of stuff that they initially had issued us. So when I went to turn my gear back in, they're like, "Yeah, we already got rid of all those pouches. We don't issue those anymore." I'm like, "Okay, well, right. here." They're like, "No, we don't want them. This pushed yeah, it they, all back. They can't. They can't receive yeah. them back into supply." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I had like two bags just full of shit. And I'm like, what do I do with this? They're like, we don't want it. I was like, oh, word, okay, I'll keep it. i take it home, just put it in my gear, <laughs> gear locker, call it good. But there, there's so much of that in the military, people don't understand. So sometimes they're like, did you steal that? I'm like, fuck no. I do everything above board. I've never, right. not this guy. Well, we don't call it stealing anyway, bro. We acquire things no. and we go through it. the proper channels. Yep. And uh, if somebody says, hey, we already got, you know, as long as they can check mark that shit off. Because yep. when I got out, I left with, uh, I had a buddy in supply. Uh, and I had <laughs> the best kind of buddy everything. So I, I, I did turn in, quote unquote, all of my shit. So I had the flak jacket. Didn't have nice. the plates, but I had the flak jacket. Flak right? jacket, from, yep. the, from like the 80s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had that. the uh, I had my one helmet. In my <laughs> I had the helmet. I had the fuck. I had my H harness. My whole fucking yeah. setup, bro. The Warbell H harness. Yeah. All my, my ammo pouches, canteen pouch, everything. I had all that shit, and you know, in my sea bag, whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah I had all that all shit your, when I left. All your TA fifty. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people don't get it, man. There's so much shit that is. They're like, whatever, dude. We don't want this ticket. You're yeah. like, all right. Like you, see, you should see some of the team guys, man. Like. Uh, a buddy of mine started a business in Virginia Beach reselling gear, and now he's like has uh, a store there. Like it's called Off Base Supply Co. Huh. And uh, it used to be called Double Tap. His 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 initial business model started with just buying used gear from guys and reselling right. it. I was going to say and, like consignment kind of type of thing, yeah, whatever buying and used stuff. Yeah, the SEAL team guys would have bags upon bags of shit right. that the teams do, will not take back. They're like, yeah, we don't they want won't. it. Yep. And it's sitting it's in their old, garage. It's used, it's beat up or whatever. Right? Yeah, it'll be sitting in their garage. And then, sure enough, the collector market wants that shit. Yes. Like, there's collectors overseas that are like, I want this pouch dated 19 oh, or really? 2008, has to be with black buckles and this perfect khaki color. And you're like, <laughs> All right, like man, the guy I, you I met it. in Japan I get it. that has exactly. fucking yeah for real. It's like, I get it, dude. I get I get the kit thing. I I I built some kits and I try to be mm-hmm. as meticulous as I can. But I have I have no problem swapping out real shit for replica shit all day. Yeah, I'm like oh, I'm gonna pay eighty dollars for this money, pouch or fifteen for this get one. The real shit, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, if I could afford it. But then right. they raise they the. The game gets going, and then they start cracking the prices up oh, because these dudes start competing with each other. And then you're like, "I know how much that shit's worth. It is not worth that much, so I'm not buying." <laughs> that, that, that's my dilemma. Uh, the collector in me is like, "Ooh, I want that," but yeah. then the military guy in me is like, "Absolutely not. I will not no. pay that much for a pouch. That is ridiculous." Right. I, I've seen the spreadsheets. I know how much that shit costs. It is no not shit, that much. Right. Not that much. Well, that's like Pokemon cards problems. in the last 20 years, bro. Holy shit. Oh, okay. yeah. Jesus. Absolutely. 
Pokemon cards, comic books, baseball cards, all that shit. Everybody, you get one speculator who's like, I'm going to jack the price up. And you're like, fuck. Thanks yeah. for ruining my hobby, dickhead. <laughs> Every time. Well, they wouldn't jack yeah. it up if, if somebody wasn't willing to pay it, okay? Yep, that's my... That's so my it's, not, it's not really their fault. It's the person that's willing to pay it. You fucking Absolutely. asshole. Quit paying that much for it, okay? <laughs> Way to go, dick. My dad, when I was a kid, I, I collected comic books, and I was wanted to be a comic artist, and I'd be like, oh, you know how much this comic book is worth? It's worth this much. And my dad would just look at me and go, yeah, sure, if someone's willing to pay that price for it. Right. I'm like, what? But that's how much it's worth. He's like, if someone will pay the price for it. Right. Because it's only worth what someone will pay. And I was like, Damn, that's that's good ass fucking point. That, that <laughs> stuck with me my whole life. Oh, it's sure. only it's only worth that price if someone's willing to pay for it. That's it. Unfortunately, in this hobby, uh, most people are willing to pay for it. It's yeah. Well, crazy. it didn't used to be. I mean, you just gotta you, you no. gotta hang on to shit long enough for the ties to change. You know the the trend to change, yeah. and then people are are willing have, to pay for you know that kind of shit. So the funny thing is, I, I've I've done that. I won't lie. I've had stuff. I didn't go out of my way to gouge, but I had people hit me up and be like, you're getting rid of that? I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. And they're like, uh, I'll, I'll take it for this much. I'm well, like, then oh, it okay. starts. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, no, some old stuff, bro, like old stuff. You've been playing a long time. You've got some cool shit yeah. from, from legit places that you have been. Okay. Yeah, Spain, yeah. Japan, like all, yep. all that kind of shit. Uh, and gear from, you know, that is, Specific to that location, or that time frame, yeah, early Guac right. stuff, and, and yeah. that is. Uh, but you know, the thing is, and this is where I found uh, with most people I've talked with, you know, into in airsoft, is uh, they're really into that stuff themselves. They're not, they're not oh, yeah. buying this stuff to say, oh yeah, I'm going to sell it for this much later. Oh they, no, they, they are really, yeah. truly interested in this stuff, and then they hang on to. It, they're like man, this is fucking cool. I built this whole kit, you know, it's like, yep. and they use it and they keep it. And then, you know, eventually later on, like, yeah. sell it off. I did that with, uh, I had built this beautiful army infantry kit, multi-cam, like Afghanistan trials era, like mountain kit. Uh, and I, that's what I used in Japan, like my whole time. I, I just loved it. I just was doing infantry stuff because it was fun. And then eventually I was like, I'm just not doing this anymore. So I sold the whole thing and I made a decent amount of money reselling all of that shit that I bought off eBay back in like 2010 yeah. For nothing, and now it's like people want it. I was like, "Oh shit, okay." So it worked out. It worked out in my favor. It funded my channel for a little ways. Right. So I was able to sell shit off. Where I kick myself is, I've had a bunch of really cool stuff, and I didn't have this channel yet. I wasn't reviewing gear, and now I look it back and I'm like, "Fuck, I wish I still had that. That would make a great review." Right. Because you can't find information on it, or there's not a lot of information uh, on it. Okay. Okay. And I was like, damn, I used to have that. Fuck. And, and there was a, when I got back from Spain here in 2020, uh, I sold a ton of shit off, just, just clearing out my, my garage, trying to get ready for retirement. And I was just getting rid of shit left and right. And now I'm like, fuck, man, if I had kept that, or at least reviewed it first, if I had thought to do that, I would have so much really interesting content. Not that I, I think I've got decent content, but... There was just some stuff I was like, "Fuck! I wish I, I wish I reviewed that." that I kick, I kind of kick myself. Oh, uh, um, it always happens, man. Always happens. Oh, I, always. I, I'm not like a, I've never been like a collector kind of mindset. Uh, yeah. I think I was when I was a teenager, and then uh, once I started rebelling 
and I, I created a bunch of drama in my life. And then of course yeah. I was in the Marine Corps for four years, which is yep. like intense. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, that's then, and then I get married while I'm do. in. And then we have a you know, our first child is actually born like two months after I get out. We're still in California. Oh, that's a hell of a time for a kid. Oh, bro. So uh, yeah, because I was up for reenlistment, and you know my wife's pregnant, and I'm like, uh, if I reenlist, it's about a 75 percent chance that I'm going to go back to Oki for the my first year of reenlistment. So uh, yeah, and and you know you, I mean you have to if it's just a year, they don't pay to have your family flown out there. You know, yeah, out there. it's an unaccompanied tour. Exactly. So uh, I'm like, you're going to be raising this kid alone. So we, you know, that was yeah. part of the conversation and, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, so it was, it was pretty crazy time. So I, I didn't really have, I've always had this in the back of my mind, like collector kind of thing. Cause you know, yeah. my uncle was like big into coins. Uh, yeah, yeah. An, another, uh, family member was into now this is back in the seventies, which was apparently was real popular. And then butterflies. So oh, yeah. they would, yeah. And there, there's a movie, um, there was a movie with uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, he was like a warden of a prison, and he mm-hmm. was doing the same thing that my uncle did yeah. with uh, getting these dead butterflies that were like super beautiful, you know, colorful yeah, yeah. and everything, and pinning them in. So he pinning collected in, those. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I did models, so I did uh, model cool. uh, did airplanes and cars. So I did a okay. Monte Carlo SS. I did nice. a Mustang. Yeah, I did. You know. Like military jets and shit, F fifteen, F fourteen Tomcat, uh, Apache, yep. the original Apache. So yep. I would get my those dad was big into that. Yeah. So I always had that collector thing, but once we started having kids and all, you know, I just didn't have it's time, hard. man. I didn't have time for shit, you know. Yeah, it's hard. I I ran into the same thing. Like I don't know if I'd call myself a collector when it comes to a lot of this stuff because I'm not as Donk chat at some of these guys. I mean, some yeah. of these dudes are meticulous. Right. Uh, but I'll pick stuff up all the time. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'll yeah. pick it up and like, now it's different. Now I, now I pick a stuff up. I'm like, oh, I want to review that for the channel. I'm gonna yeah, but somebody, like, I, somebody like me that, that is looking at your stuff uh, with the history behind it and the, I, I would say you're, you're a collector in my eyes because, you know, you don't think of yourself yeah, as um, but, but I'm not as some intense, cool I guess. Shit. And uh, it's got a story behind each thing, which yeah. is so cool. It's not just like, hey, I bought this last week at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I actually had a dude buy a bunch of stuff off of me um, because it was like shit I wore in Iraq or something I had in Iraq. Because I was like, I said, I was getting my clock, like emptying my garage out. And it tripped me out that there was like a whole hardcore group of collectors that will collect like global war on terrorism memorabilia. Like he bought like a whole shit. uniform from me. Uh, and like he's like gonna frame it. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, man. I mean, that's cool. I mean, he paid decent price for it. Nothing yeah. like wild, but it's still again. I funded my channel with that stuff. I was getting rid of shit that I didn't need. That I never felt the need to like hold on to something and be like, oh god, I deployed with this. This is chair. I keep the stuff that means something to me. And other stuff, I'm like, it's just sitting in a box. It's sitting in a Pelican case in my garage. I'm not gonna use this shit. Uh, it, yeah. it, I have pictures. I knew I, I had the, the memory in my head. So some of the stuff I kept, but I got rid of a bunch of shit. And there was this collector's market that was just buying stuff left and right. I was like, 
I did not know this existed. Holy shit. I thought airsofters were like crazy. These dudes are hardcore. Hardcore. And they're not going to use it. Like, for me, I'm like, I'm going to dress up in this. I'm going to go out of the woods to play in it. I'm going to use it. These dudes are like, nope. It's just going to go on like a mannequin in their house. Yeah. It's going to be their setup. It's going to be safe. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, that was weird for me uh, at first, kind of knowing that my uniform was going to be in some dude's like collection. I was like, that's awkward. Really? Because name name tapes everything, the whole nine yards. Like oh. he wanted he wanted exactly how I wore it. I was like, all right. I mean, I could do that. Oh, it's so weird, it's kind of per- it, like it's personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a personal effect. It's, I don't it's know, the same. Man. As like, I, you collect yeah. World War II shit. Right. They'll collect like you know flags, and it's the same thing, but for the modern combat, modern war. Right. And I watched him resell That's some stuff. Cool, too. Though. I know. I, I understand your. I understand your hesitation. Like maybe not hesitation, but the. Uh, that feeling of what, like my name's going to be, but it's when weird. you think about that, your, you know, your stuff mm-hmm. is going to be in, you know, it's spreading across the world or the country yeah. or, you know what I mean? It's, like it, it's, it's out there now. It's floating bit. around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's neat. Cause some dude's going to like collect this shit. And it's going to be all set up fancy. You know? And I was like, right. okay, I can fuck with it. Why not? So I got rid of some stuff. I kept most of my shit. Every so often I'll get because I still have like twenty different uniforms that I wore, and I'm like, I don't need this shit. So I'm trying to like go move along, get out of here. Well, I gotta it's make like a family tree. Uh, you can make a map, yeah. uh, and 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 this is something I want to do for uh, for my channel as well. Is uh, and, and somebody brought this up actually. Little Miss Airsoft brought this up on the uh, the monthly backspin we did. Just came okay. Out with the, yeah. Oh yeah, I was watching she, that. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, she I didn't said get a chance towards to. the end about the um uh you know, creating a map of mm-hmm. where like people that I've done podcasts with yeah. they're at in the world and the country, you know, everywhere around. Oh, that would be really putting, cool. Like little pins, you know, in the states or whatever. Obviously not mm-hmm. their exact location, but, but you know, like just Texas. The, Yeah, right. That'd be um, really cool actually. I'd, that'd be neat to see. Yeah, because so, it's a bigger picture of what you're doing, right? And well, and, and what made me think of it while you're talking is, where you know you're you're getting rid of some things, you're getting new things, whatever. But uh, yeah. you know, some of these people that you know, collectors that buy your stuff, um, you could create a map of your own that is, yeah, where sure. my gear has touched, is you know has gone gone in the world you know yeah uh so like a map of where it originated from like if you wore yep. it in fallujah or over here in you know spain or whatever and now it's in here you know like it'd yeah. be kind of cool to have that on your uh site somewhere yeah i should i might think of that actually yeah. uh there's i can find out where everything's at <laughs> But, because um, you know, one thing I know is, these is you know, what a feed is too. They want to know. They want a picture of you wearing it. They they want proof uh, that it's, you're not just bullshitting them. Uh, and um, oh, like well, one time, sure that's a thing. Yeah, I had a mount, I, I, an extra helmet mount, and I had two of them, same same exact mount. And I had taken pictures of it, and I posted it up. And I was like, "Hey, I'm selling this." Blah blah blah. Uh, I wore this in Iraq for this time. Well, I posted the wrong picture, so this dude freaked out. He's like, oh. "The date on that mount says this, and you said it was used here. That's not right." And I was like. My bad. Uh, it's just the same. I have two of these. Hold on. And I had to like redo the pictures. I deleted the post because I was like, man, I'm not going to deal with this. But he freaked out. He was like, that mount has this date on it. You said it was worn in this date. That doesn't make sense. So I was like, calm yeah. down. And I, I had to DM him the photos. I'm like, I have two of the same mount, bro. 
to relax. One of them is I used, one of them I bought myself, and I'm selling yeah. both of them because I don't need them anymore. And he's like, well, oh, you know, okay. this, these are people like, that. Like, uh, sprayed me, though. It is. <laughs> well, you know, when you understand where uh, I. I, I I guess I can't relate because I'm like, I've not really looked for gear to buy from people, but yeah. I could, I, I, you know, I'm sure you could understand. I, got it. I knew where he was coming he from. He probably, yeah, he probably had gone through, you know, has this it experience ripped before. Off. Right. Yeah, he probably got ripped yeah. off more than once. Yeah. He probably got ripped off and he's like, whoa, here we go. Another fucking scammer. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, huge, huge yeah, in that community. I'm sure. Scamming is so big, and it tripped me out because I was like, "Wow, this is what I didn't even know it was that big of a deal." But dude, I would see every week a guy posting in some of these groups, "Watch out for this dude; he's scamming." Really? Uh, he'll, he'll he'll say he's got this item, but he doesn't, and then you'll pay oh, him that's for good it. That they're doing that though. Yeah, yeah, they they will call people out quick, and I, I love that. But it's wild to see how many people will scam. They'll take a photo off Instagram or some guy, some veteran's Facebook, and then say it's their picture and. and you be real. I'm real leery about anybody selling like a helmet or any anything like that. That's kind of why I stick a lot with replica shit now because I'm just like, you know what? I don't got to deal with that nightmare because that's just expensive. You're going to spend seven, eight hundred dollars sometimes on a helmet, and if the dude scams you or rips you off, you're screwed. Holy shit! And a lot of these guys will do friends and family transactions. If they do that, they lost their money. Oh, and I was like, you got to be careful with that. But it also with the way Biden's doing everything now with the IRS, you kind of have to do it that way or you're going to get like hit heavy with taxes later Bro. because anything over $600 is now massively taxable. They can fuck off with their fucking tax shit. Okay. As much me. money laundering <laughs> and corruption is in mm -hmm. U S government and they're making bank. Okay? Yeah, I know. They can fuck off with that shit. That's why I laughed my ass off when they were talking about it. When they were like, "Hey, we're going to do this with PayPal," Jesus and you know, I'm like, Christ. "Really? Anything over six hundred dollars?" Like six hundred. I mean, think like, about that. I could sell that one effect? of my pieces of kit for six hundred dollars. Only effects. Only effects. The uh, the middle class when they keep dropping yeah. it down, like the it's the all limit, effects. Yep, it's the middle class. Okay, but it kind of like stopped. the lower middle class. Not trying to hurt the middle class. It's like, yeah, you are. You're Jesus absolutely hurting Christ. the lower middle class. And the no, and it, that that should be where it was before, which is whatever. Like ten you know, grand or something. Limit. It's a lot okay. of money. It was a lot of money before. Fucking, I think it was ten grand. I think yeah, it was, I think it was ten grand because I remember years ago, a buddy of mine was you know into finance stuff, and he was like, "Well, I can transfer, you know, like give a gift." Of nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, ten thousand, yeah, uh, and I don't. And it's have not tractor, right? Yep, yeah, now and now it's down to six hundred. Six hundred. You're telling me I, you care about the middle class? You can fuck off. Yeah. Okay. I can sell that attack helmet I showed you for six hundred dollars, and now I've just yeah. broke the limit. And now I'm yeah. yes. anything anything I sell after that, and that's all that is is a digital yard sale. It's like I'm not exactly. This isn't, Taxable income, man. I'm just selling stuff I bought. You shouldn't <laughs> I, be able to tax me oh, on this. Like you're getting a, like you're getting rich off this shit anyway. Like, what are they afraid I, of? What are I, they? I, uh, it just that shit drives me nuts, man. When they they're afraid, and then they sign a building. You channel becoming their... massive. That's what it is. <laughs> they're they, giving they themselves a raves whenever they want. Okay, like Jesus Christ, bro. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I will say this though, I can be happy they gave us a raise this year. Oh it shit! It was like four. Yeah, it was like four percent. Whoa! That's like the biggest raise in like the last fifteen years or something. 
I think listening, four percent may not sound a lot, but to the military, that's a huge number. That's huge because they don't pay shit. Uh, When I was in, we don't pay dick. (laughs) I was. uh, Let's see. I got on a boot camp. I was a uh, PFC. Okay. Oh no, I was private. And uh, I got out of boot camp. I was private. I had, uh, let's see, when I went to school, I was making $124 every two weeks. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. $124 every two weeks as as a private before I went to uh, Okinawa, yeah. That's poverty. That's disgusting. Bro, bro. Well, I mean... Well, hey, it was different back then. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's their, that's their there excuse. was no well, internet. Listen. There was no cell phones. There was no, you know, we, we had no yeah. expenses, bro. Um, no, I it, see these kids in the barracks, and I'm like, how are you broke? You, you should have tons of money. You don't pay for anything. So we get paid, you know, the 1st and 15th. The 1st, yeah. $124, you know, for us. I mean, now, granted, we go to the bar, and we would have a lot of the local bars would have quarter yeah. nights. Like oh, literally, yeah, yeah. you can get day. a draft beer, a full size draft beer for a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting fucked up for like five bucks. Okay, <laughs> oh, it was fucking beautiful. Now it's five bucks for one drink. If you're and that's that's on a cheap drink. I know. Like, right? This is horrible. Oh, I've yeah. I've spent way too much money on alcohol in the military. Oh, I've gone. That's where most of my brain cells went. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Camp Lejeune, plenty of times at the used to go to the Driftwood right outside the gate, the strip club there. Then we oh, go to shit. Cherry's okay. out the back gate, and we would spend way too much money. My wife was like, I'm putting you on a short leash, dude. You're going to spend too much money when you're out there. I was like, fair enough, fair enough. Like, she knew she didn't give a fuck I was going to the titty bar. She was just like, look, I have a kid at home and me, and I got to buy groceries yeah. and pay for the kid. Right. Like, she's like, keep keep the spending to a a happy minimum. I was like, exactly. can do, can do, baby, can do. Some of the guys, man, man, ridiculous amount. It's been uh, it's been awesome talking with you, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just blown two away. hours, blown away. Uh, how much Thanks, stuff man. you have, uh, where you've traveled, and where you have a ton of real world experience. Uh, yeah, you know, it was not fun. just in airsoft with airsoft as well. You know, in different countries, yep. which most people have not had. You know, most no. people, yeah, they don't get a yeah. chance to play in other countries. I've been very lucky to play airsoft on two continents and in and in, in, in the Far East. And I've got to see airsoft uh, how it's played in different places. I got to see. I've got to watch it grow and evolve from um, almost nothing, or be or be at a very, very, very niche thing to where now it's like a lot of people play it and a lot of people know it. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate to play where I've played and how much I've played. So I, I love it. And that's kind of when I retire. I'm still playing with the idea, but. If I can make it work out, I'd like to eventually start going, traveling to places and fields around the country and even maybe about back around the world again and start making reviews of the fields, reviews of right. stores, stuff like that. Yeah, just document I mean, that shit. Yeah, I, want, I, I wish I had docu- – I wish helmet cameras had been a thing when I was yeah. deploying and when I was playing. I just got a camera in Japan for a little bit, so I have some footage from back then, but man, that's yeah, it would have been cool, so much better. Bro. What? Yeah, I got to figure out how to work with that footage. I got to find it all and see if I can make like a compilation of where I played. And I've, I think I got some footage from Spain, and then I've got footage from here and then Balahack and stuff like that. So 
one day. We'll see how that works. Very uh, a, a huge variety of um, background and just blown away, man, with all your gear and where Thanks, you've been. Man. Yeah, yeah, very impressed. Um, Appreciate I'm it. Very honored to uh, to talk with with you and all my guests uh, on here because y'all are the ones out there doing all this shit, getting all this stuff, and traveling and playing and and I'm just sitting here, my fucking fat ass, just talking to you. <laughs> But man, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. For real. Oh no. Thanks dude. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So let everybody know where, where they can find you, uh, your YouTube and your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, YouTube is muddy underscore reviews at, uh, on YouTube. And then I think it's just muddy reviews. No underscore on uh, Instagram. If I remember correctly. Awesome. I'll put those, uh, well, I'll put those check that. <laughs> is that really what it is? Well, I, I changed I have, it. I have. No, it's a reviews on it. Shit, bro. What do you mean? No, you said you changed it. Oh, yeah, I changed it. No, my Instagram was a different name, and then it's I changed it to match the YouTube. Yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I changed it. To, I changed it to match the channel. So yeah, it's muddy underscore reviews on YouTube and on Instagram. There and you if go. you want to check out the channel, Easy. check it out. Yeah, I review stupid gear. Like this? Listen, anyone that's uh, anyone's listening or following uh, that's going to watch this or, or listen later, go check out his channel on YouTube, Muddy Reviews. Go uh, check out his Instagram on uh, you know Muddy Reviews as well. Yep. And I'll have the links for those in the uh, uh, in this video. And he's got some good reviews, man, for real. Uh, Appreciate that, and this man. This is like, yeah, you're one of, you're one of those um, sleeper channels. Like, not a big yeah, channel, I can see but that. you've got yet, some no. really good content, uh, and not just the content and what you're reviewing, but the uh, real-world experience behind it uh, as to what yeah. you're talking about, so it's I, cool. I try not to push that as much, because I don't want to no, sound like a know-it-all or be like, I know this. Yeah, I, I ever so, so yeah, I'll be you like, don't sound oh. arrogant. You don't sound arrogant. Yeah. You don't sound like don't you're, uh, you, know, you know everything. You're just, uh, but you can't help drawing from your experiences throughout the world exactly yeah right. i'm just a nerd that likes to collect and play bb wars <laughs> oh man it was awesome dude thank you so much it was, was dude. great great i know i appreciate on. it i appreciate you man you have a good night no worries brother you too take care man